0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the common chaos podcast i'm your host as always brian kern i'm glad to be back with you it's february 11th we're going to get into this episode swiftly hope you're all doing fine it's like 20 degrees outside if you're not uh, familiar with austin texas weather it's very bipolar we get fucking crazy weather it snowed earlier this year and it doesn't normally snow in texas uh but it snowed earlier this year and now we've got icy roads and sleet and there is a 26 car pile up uh, on one of the freeways out here. So it's been rough out there. If you're driving in the weather here in Austin or in any wintry area, please, please be careful. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Fight Back CBD. I highly encourage you if you want to learn about CBD and this wonderful product to go back and listen to episode 59 with my friend Justin McClenney. Uh, Justin is the founder, owner, and creator of Fightback CBD. It is Austin's number one CBD product. It is 100% THC free. It has your full spectrum CBD, CNG, CBD, or uh, CBDA, CBDC, uh, I believe they call it. It's got the entire spectrum in it. Uh, what initially started out as a company to just... Uh, help sponsor local athletes and promote them and their recovery uh, has turned into a full-blown movement. Fightback CBD is the only CBD company that actively gives back to addiction and recovery, people that are in addiction and recovery. Uh, Justin himself has battled addiction and is in recovery himself and understands the importance of a support system. And what that means to people on that journey. And something that Fight Back CBD does is every item that is purchased, anytime there's a purchase done through fightbackcbd.com, proceeds are given back to uh, recovery programs, therapy centers, uh, addiction centers around the United States. Justin has established himself a very large network of people and resources um, and you, as a listener of the podcast, get to save 20% on all Fight Back CBD products now They have tinctures, they have roll-ons, they have soap bombs uh, I use it every night uh, Last night, before training, I did jiu-jitsu yesterday I did the 1200 milligram tinkature yesterday morning I woke up a little sore uh, So I took one of those in the morning um, And I took some after I trained last night with an Epsom salt bath uh, Dr. Teal's I'm not sponsored by Dr. Teal's But an Epsom salt bath is fucking phenomenal uh, So I took some CBD with the bath Woke up feeling great today um, I normally take their 600 milligram night version Before I go to bed It's got some melatonin and lavender in it So if you're uh, interested in like a nice aroma Or a nice tea taste uh, You can check out their night version Plus it'll put your ass to sleep Because uh, it's got that melatonin in there They have flavor tinctures as, as well Uh, Blue Dream and Fruit Loops Happen to be my favorite But they also have lemon, sour apple Uh, I believe they have a coffee flavor too They have brand new soap bombs As I just mentioned And their newest product is their uh, Freeze, their roll-on freeze, right? Think of like your Tiger Bomb Application or your um, Icy Hot roll-on application Fight Back CBD has one They have a 600 milligram bottle I use it on my shoulders It feels phenomenal Its main ingredient is menthol And of course it's got CBD in it baby You can use the promo code CHAOS And save 20% on anything and everything Through fightbackcbd.com They also have rash guards And t-shirts if you're into apparel Go on and check them out That's fightbackcbd.com Promo code CHAOS This podcast is also brought to you By Phoenix Fit That's F-N-X-F-I-T Phoenix Fit Is a US based fitness and supplement company Uh, what started off as a gym in maine has now blown up to one of america's fastest nutrition companies nutrition and supplement companies Um, and again they are one of these companies that give back to their people and their community you know that's something that i have to stress because when when sponsors reach out to me or when people reach out to me about uh, coming on the show or me talking about stuff, or if I reach out to people, I've got to make sure that it aligns with uh, what I believe in, right? The integrity of the show. And uh, I'm all about supporting the community and giving back to people and helping people. And that's something that both Fight Back CBD and Phoenix Fit do. Uh, Phoenix Fit specifically, for every item that is purchased through PhoenixFit.com, every item, not just every time you place an order, but every item that you place in your order for every item a fresh gallon of water is donated to someone around the world in need and you may not know this but over 2 million Americans live without access to sanitation plumbing or clean water over 11 million people just in the western hemisphere alone do not have access to clean water sanitation or plumbing 11 million people Just in the western hemisphere that's not even the whole world you can only imagine how many people worldwide probably do not have access to clean drinking water and phoenix fit is trying to make that number smaller they have already donated over 360 thousand gallons of water to people in need and they are continuing to increase that number because more and more people are heading over to their website and purchasing products they've got uh, supplements that range from nootropics Uh, they obviously have your uh, your fitness supplements your pre-workouts your post-workouts your proteins your bcaas Uh, i'm a huge fan of their recharge pre-workout uh, it's probably one of the best pre workouts I've ever taken. They're an amazing company. Uh, FNXFIT.com. Everything they do is limited series runs. They just le- recently did a fall series that had a couple flannel shirts. Uh, they were pretty rocking right now. They are in their, um, I believe they're calling it their resolution series, where they have their brand new parallel tees. Uh, everything is limited run, short runs. They don't do any uh, redos of anything. Uh, they have apparel, hats. They've got fitness equipment, uh, fitness apparel, obviously if you're into look and fly while you're at the gym, uh, and of course their supplements. That is fnxfit.com, Phoenix Fit. And as a listener of the podcast, you get to save 15% on anything and everything you order through the website, that supplements, apparel, and equipment, all of it. You save 15%, and if you spend over $100 right now, you get free shipping and handling. That's right. Use the promo code CHAOSFNX, that's C-H-A-O-S-F-N-X, at checkout, and save yourself 15%. That's phoenixfit.com. Fnxfit.com. promo code chaosfnx my guest today is christian mckagan i think that's how you say it we said it at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show and i still don't know if i got it right my buddy christian is a personal trainer i met him at my gym Uh, He is also a musician in a band. He also hosts his own podcast called the max effort podcast His band's name is virtue He is a phenomenal person a phenomenal human being and is on the path of growth and Progress and is someone that when he shared his story with me. I was like, dude I gotta have you on the podcast because you're you're uh, You're preaching to the choir, baby. We're, We're doing it and uh you know, I see the way christian works with his clients and works with his people and i've listened to his podcast and how he he, he Talks to his guests and this guy's on He's on a fucking journey man And he's only getting better and it was a privilege to have him on and we talk about His fitness journey his struggles his successes his failures his wins And uh the mindset around all of it because it all starts with the self and the uh The person that's on the journey It starts with them internally uh, and goes from there. And he's had a very unique journey. Um, and he's got a very unique perspective on life and, and, and what keeps him moving and what keeps him motivated. And it was a pleasure to sit down and talk with him. It's a good one. I'm glad you guys are are here to listen to it. Uh, you can check out Christian on Instagram at X. You can check out his band, Virtue, wherever you stream your music. And you can check out his podcast, The Max Effort Podcast, wherever podcasts are found. Once again, this is my buddy Christian. I hope you guys enjoy it and have a lovely day. I assure you... Go ahead and talk, as if you would casual. Check, check, check. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. All right. We're going to go into it, man. We're going. Let's do it. It's on. It's on. Uh, Christian, how do you say your last name? McKagan. McGann. What? McGann. McGann. Okay. Yes. I'm glad I didn't say it. I was going to say McKagan or something like that. Yeah. Something, uh, Most people don't get it right. Okay, cool. Well, I don't feel bad. (laughs) All right, man. So, Christian, I met you at Anytime Fitness. You are a trainer over there. Yes. And we ended up having a lot more in common than we thought we did. Yep. And now we're finally doing a fucking podcast. I'm super excited about that, man. Uh, I am as well. You yourself have a podcast called the Max Effort Podcast. I do, yes, sir. Uh, How long have you been doing that for? Uh,
1: Actually, it's interesting. I think it's about to come up to a year on February 13th which doesn't really seem like it just happened so fast. But, yeah, just a, almost a year in a couple of days, I
0: think. You didn't start till 2020? I thought you started before that. Mm-mm.
1: No. Yeah, it was like February thirteenth,
0: 2020. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Dang, so a year. Congratulations. Thank this, you, That's man. coming up. Yeah. February thirteenth, the day before Valentine's Day? Is that what you said?
1: Uh, I think so. I have oh. to double check. I know for some reason that date's popping in my mind. Okay. But I'm
0: pretty sure that's it. All right. Cool, yeah. man. Uh, we've also linked up like obviously you're in a band Virtue Mm -hmm. I've talked about that before uh, like very briefly brought that up Uh, I wanted to have you on the podcast man because again we're aligned in a lot of things yes Um, but I also I recognize the it factor I guess if if that's what we're calling it I don't know how kind of cliche or weird that sounds but Mm. uh, there's just like a spark man I see it that's what my podcast is about my podcast is about uh, you know recognizing the opportunity the growth and the 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 i mean that's not about that at all but i like to highlight those things in people because i think that's something that uh is a part of life whether it's it's you consider life a game or you consider it a journey however right mm-hmm. i think throughout the path of life all at every everybody has that point where they need to start realizing why they're here whether it be finding their purpose or their reason for existing or what they want to do with their life right Mm -hmm. and not to say that you have that all figured out but you're on a mission and that mission is like growth and progress and, you know, doing better by yourself and, and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear about that because I very noticeable differences in growth, right. Mm -hmm. Especially with like the weight loss, which we'll get into, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you've mentioned where you've been at career wise in the past Mm -hmm. and, and where you are at now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah, man. And, and again, I, I was talking about attitude and how that's a, a big piece to it. And I'll I'll segue into that here. But uh, let's let's hear about your journey and where it started. And I specifically want to start with the weight loss because I think that's that's uh, that's a good one. You yeah. that a good starting point, or do yeah, you think it, it starts it starts somewhere else? I
1: mean, that's that is the core right there. That's cool. where it all began. All so right. yeah, man. I uh, had been overweight my whole life and uh just something that i believed about my life i just felt like it was something that you know sometimes you just and people will be able to relate to this with any kind of thing doesn't have to just be like being overweight but it could be just other sort of internal beliefs that you have about yourself from other things that may that you might struggle with and so for me it was like this this thing that i just believed that was just me i was always like you know like, oh, I'm always going to be the fat guy in the group, right? The comedic relief or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. that was always my thing. And, yeah, I don't know. One day, I just sort of had these flashes of it. I mean, the, the true honesty of it, and I've talked about it before, which is just like, all right, I'm 21 years old. I want to get a girlfriend because that was not happening. It's kind of important. It right? was very important <laughs> for me. And, uh, and so that kind of just like, that was a kind of that, that, that trickling effect, right? Just sort of this momentum that was sort of starting. And I don't know what it was, but something that just kind of dropped inside me to, to, that I just decided to say, you know what, I I don't want this anymore for my life. I really don't want this. Uh, I don't know what I need to do, but I'm going to work really hard To to get away from it and one of the things that really just kind of pushed me forward and just sort of sealed that that promise to myself in stone was stepping on the scale I had not stepped on the scale the last time I stepped on the scale like I said it was 21 when I finally decided to make the change the last time I stepped on the scale was when I was 14 and I had weighed 195 pounds at that time. And uh, and so that was the last time. And then when I stepped on at twenty one years old, saw that it was three hundred and ten pounds, and it Whoa. just yeah. The the, the needle on this scale basically did a three sixty and uh, and so I was like, Okay, that's it right there. And that was that, that. is fucking gigantic, bro. Yeah. I yeah. mean it was like yeah, it was it was crazy because you don't you don't know and then when you see that and when I saw that it it, it I, I just stepped off and I was like, I don't know what Again, I don't know what I'm going to do to get away from this point, but I know I don't ever want to see that number flash before my eyes, and I'm willing to do whatever I need to do. And so I took uh, before photo and was like, "Here it is." And so I just kind of committed to that point. From there, there, the the story is very long. It's very complex. You know, I I was explaining this yesterday to a guy who was coming to the gym for the first time, just wanting to kind of make a similar change, and it's like. Everything about it was sort of just this really interpersonal journey of, um, you know, expectations of of what you where you think you're going, what you think you're going to do, how you think you're going to do it. Uh, primary drivers, like for me, it was oh, I just want to get a girlfriend, you know, and that was mm-hmm. like the first three months. After that, it became more of just wow, I, you know, I'm I'm sticking to this thing. I'm becoming more confident in myself. I'm becoming more. I'm just kind of breaking these ceilings that I sort of set for myself and realizing that, okay, maybe, maybe I do have what it takes to kind of break again, free from like the, this kind of like a physical chains, I guess, if you will, and just kind of internal chains too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it, how I sort of did it. And, and I was going to like the low carb approach at the time. Cause that's all I, that's all I ever heard about. I didn't right. under, understand like diet, Culture or anything Matt, like that. Yeah, you only up. hear like the mainstream, right? The mainstream at the time and still, unfortunately, is just sort of that, that low carb dieting approach. And so that's sort of how I went about it. And I saw success, you know, there was newness in it. And so mm. I was sort of attached to that newness. And that's what kind of helped me. Um, you know start losing weight more i was like okay i'm gonna cut out soda in reality i was i was eating fast food three times a day oh, I, yeah yeah and yeah. so just changing that Hab-
0: habitual issues yeah i mean it's, it's all behavioral yeah, yeah and uh let me oh okay i'm gonna kind of yeah jump in start man. start getting in there so how old are you now
1: i am 28
0: okay i'm 33 so we're like right we average out to kind of that mm-hmm. age um there's something about your 20s and 30s that If you don't have like an attitude, you you definitely have an attitude going into your 20s, right? Because you're a teenager, and I don't know necessarily how your upbringing was, um, good or bad, however it was, there was something in place within you that Mm -hmm. had some bad habits there, right? Some bad behaviors. And I think when you're younger, you don't necessarily consider that an attitude or Mm. perceive that as a um a way of life maybe you don't even consider what you're doing every day as a way of life because Mm -hmm. i don't know if you can necessarily like i don't know man when you're young you don't have a concept of self at all right i don't i don't feel like i didn't tell i was
1: you do what you're taught in a sense exactly you just behavior
0: yeah you're just mimicking for Mm -hmm. fucking 15 16 years right and Uh like, you know you're lucky if you have parents and role models and 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 guidance in in certain directions and you get the talks and the lessons and Mm -hmm. you know hopefully you're not learning the hopefully you're not getting the experiences in your face and in a shitty manner your whole life right Mm -hmm. hopefully you're learning from other people's mistakes but for whatever reason we we fall into these weird habits as kids and as we're younger and unless we're really guided in a different direction or there's like this really swift shift this this turn on of a light switch that gets us to think about something differently or change our perspective we could be lost for like a a real long time and Mm -hmm. i think mid 20s early 20s when you do start having to become Mm self-sufficient you have to start learning for yourself and doing things on your own filing taxes insurance shit like that fucking money (laughs) you know you start having to get into that that chapter of life it's like okay well if I don't even understand the concept of self or what that is or identity or what Mm -hmm. I am how in the fuck am I even supposed to get these other things in order that's a struggle in itself Um, with you Coming to the realization that you needed a change, right? Uh, I think a lot of people are faced with those types of realizations and those opportunities, right, where they mm-hmm. get to turn the light switch on. They get yeah. to see the number on the scale. I myself was fat. I was like 250 pounds. Same thing, you know. I yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I was like 23, 24 around the time where I was like, hey, I need to really start losing weight to get healthy. I was in a, was in a relationship at the time, but I just wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't. You know, again, didn't think I was going anywhere. I didn't think I was accomplishing anything. A lot of it was because I thought I wasn't good enough. I mm. was fat. I was out of shape, uh, unattractive, whatever it may be. Shallow ego things. But when you're 22, 23, important things. A lot right? of that matters. When yes. you're 21, you want a girlfriend. You want love. You want to experience shit that your friends are experiencing. You want to be able to, uh, you know, enjoy life, so to speak. Because, mm-hmm. again, you're just going off what you see and you see everybody else enjoying life. You want those things. Yeah. Uh, having that light switch turn on for you, it turns on for a lot of people. I think one of the struggles is maintaining that, being able to actually keep the weight off, you know, keep the routines going, keep the good habits. What did you feel was keeping you able to do that? What was allowing you to be able to maintain? What was allowing you to be able to, I guess uh staying enthusiastic about it because you did say it was new right and Mm -hmm. when we're all learning something new we get excited about it so what kept that excitement what kept that enthusiasm and allowed you to maintain the success you were seeing
1: Mm. well that is a really good question because that i had relapsed and uh because i had the war was over i met my uh my current fiance and uh, because i had lost a bunch of weight and i got comfortable with her and then ended up gaining back almost all of that i lost which was about 85 pounds so, so you I were got, down to i got what? down to about 225 and then jumped up to about 280 Eey, yeah a, and so yeah and there was this point where i kept trying to repeat the process and so i was i was i did what i believed worked which there's kind of a an interesting kind of insight in there but my goal again was to say okay well you know it worked before it's time to do it again right whereas when you look back at that when you step back from that sort of mentality of saying it worked right but it didn't work because i'm right back almost where i started mm. and so that's kind of where people I and mean, this is sort of a side tangent but that's kind of where people you know they repeat diets, and that's kind of that yo-yo diet effect. Where it's saying, okay, like I know that I lost fifty pounds on keto, but then I end up gaining most of it back. So I'm going to do it again because I knew it was successful the first time. But
0: I'll just change uh, whatever. Yeah, or it's just like you know, is it really
1: successful in the fact that you have to repeat it again? Right. right? Um, so in reality, when I was trying to repeat that behavior, I didn't have the same driving force. It was of a, a driving force of guilt and shame of myself because I felt like I let myself down, and that was one of the hardest things. So. My fuel instead of confidence and finding confidence in the search for confidence, like I found on the first time the second time was escapism, you know, and was sort of this I'm, I'm trying to you know'm I'm, I'm looking at it's sort of like the the Uncle Rico effect of like the, you know what I'm saying like you' you're looking Man, at like
0: coach should have put me in a game <laughs> exactly where I,
1: yeah and I'm and I'm looking back at at myself oh, no. thinking like okay, I was able to accomplish this. And then I was just binge eating on the weekends. Like I would go, I would diet, I'd binge eat, I'd diet, I'd binge eat. And it was just this cycle. And so I realized I didn't respond well to just sort of like looking back and being ashamed of, of everything that I had achieved and then lost is what it felt like. And then also I was in different a different environment. That's what, you know, people don't realize that that plays such a heavy role, right? Environmental impact, meaning I'm I'm with, you know, I have the girl for now, so that that's no longer the driver, Right. Um, At least not that I saw. And then also too, like I'm in a different, you know, environment. Like if we're ordering pizza all the time and stuff like that, you know, because we're like, we're wanting to have fun with each other. And that's like, oh, it's cool. Let's order like the best food we know, whatever. So that impacts your decision making. And so you have to kind of take a different approach, which is something I did. I basically hit rock bottom again. And it was rock bottom of, of not necessarily the way I I hit when I stepped on the scale the first time, but the second time around was rock bottom of resources and realizing that maybe my resources are running dry at the moment because I keep repeating the same process. And so it was about breaking sort of that and then learning more. And so really, to be honest, the next couple months from that point was just to like say, I'm at a point where I don't understand what's happening. So instead, I'm gonna learn. And that's when I sort of started diving into kind of like the the evidence-based realm of fitness and learning about nutrition and training in that sense, but mainly just nutrition, just diving, spending hours and hours and hours and hours of just researching and understanding calories and understanding like protein. You'd be
0: amazed how much you can learn when you're like excited about something right. And And excited about potentially seeing results and learning yeah. and you, oh shit two and two does equal it, four
1: it was it, um. went, it almost wasn't even exciting it was more of because <laughs> at first it was like I'm, uh, i gotta figure it out you know yeah yeah but then once i started to understand it it became like it was determined is like a good word mm. because i was like i was determined to to solve the problem in yeah, front of me okay. again you know okay and then once i put that into practice and saw it pay off it was like okay now i'm excited
0: I think that math has this weird universal connection with shit because in the attitude episode that I'm working on, uh, that's part of the equation mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily know what the equation, I don't know if it's a subtraction equation, an addic- an addition equation, a, uh, you know, I just know that one component of the equation is attitude mm-hmm. and you got to subtract and add and divide and multiply and exponent and a bunch of other shit within the equation, right? Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that sounds, but using the analogy of equations i definitely think that there's a uh, there is a piece to the puzzle it is a solving it's a, a riddle a problem mm-hmm. uh, whatever however you want to look at it there's a like a connection to the brain and the output of oh shit i'm figuring something out i'm learning i'm becoming more knowledgeable and then once you're able to apply that we're right that's when you see the results that's when you see the actual deter- you're you're were determined to Gain the knowledge, and then there, you got to turn the determination up because now you actually got to apply it. Now you got to repeat the the uh, the equation, you know, w- using different components, using different right. You're you're gonna learn different things. Oh shit, I was lifting wrong this whole time. Mm-hmm. I was doing something incorrect. You got to go back and correct those things. It's a learning process, and I think that that's something that we talk about attitude that can discourage a lot of people. Oh, I have to do more work now to to lose the weight. You mean? uh i lost the weight successfully but it was you know it it, that was fake because now it's back on and i got to do extra work to go in and actually maintain it now and maintain the weight loss and be healthy oh shit that could get people to jump off the ship right away right uh once you made the realization that it wasn't the girlfriend that you wanted Mm -hmm. anymore uh and and i do want to speak on that here for a second your environment is very important, and you can definitely fall into routines with friends, significant others. Uh, you know, I, I was there. Mm-hmm. I was in my bad habits because of of relationships sure. and because of uh, daily habits. Hey, what are you going to do tonight, man? We're going to go out to the bar. Cool. I'll meet you there. Yep. You know, and it's not necessarily... You know, people will say, well, change your friends and change, you know, and it's not necessarily that. I love my friends. I still have the same friends, but it's also having like the responsibility or the, uh, I guess the guts to say, no, man, I'm not going to go out. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to take it easy tonight. No, I'm not going to go and drink. I'm gonna, you know, I'm actually not going to drink for a while. Actually, you're crazy, mm-hmm. right? You know, and then maybe seeing how people react. And Yeah, you'll probably lose friends. You'll probably, relationships might hurt, right? Especially yeah. the romantic ones. If you're telling a significant other, uh, you know hey babe I don't want to fucking go out and eat pizza again I don't want to go out and drink this weekend oh but we always go out and like yeah I know but I'm also recognizing I'm getting fat and I'm also recognizing that you know other areas are suffering because of this so Mm -hmm. I need to get disciplined I need to reel things back in and those can be tough conversations people don't like to stop partying man people don't like to stop having fun people Mm -hmm. don't like to face facts people don't like to face the fact that hey maybe you're also partying a little too much hey maybe you are uh, you know lacking in a couple of areas so mm-hmm. that's tough too so once you realized that it wasn't the the girlfriend but it was uh, the guilt the shame I mean how did you what was that process like were you asking yourself tough questions mm. did you hit like a depression what, what made you go into the inward and start asking the yeah. deep questions
1: yeah I uh, it was probably more of a depression kind of angle and because I think it was I was sort of pushing it away you know, Because I, I recognized the problem, which was, again, just kind of like binge eating on the weekends and just realizing. I mean, it was awesome. I literally don't regret that because it's <laughs> like, dude when you're ordering pizza and you're just like just riding like lightning it's it's uh it's awesome but you know like there's unfortunately there was a consequence to it's that it's great
0: that you say riding the lightning yeah. in to eating pizza and we you know mean, this wasn't recorded but you're straight edge so you don't drink you know yeah. it's not like you were out there eating shitty food because you were at a bar right we didn't you know you were just eating shitty food i'm
1: just hey i'm here <laughs> you're
0: riding the lightning is exactly. literally eating pizza exactly <laughs> that's yes. your that's your dragon that's <laughs> it right there. <laughs> that's good i like oh, that that's awesome yeah
1: so that's kind of what it was and uh and yeah and like once I, I don't know I kind of kept recognizing that I was sort of pushing again pushing those those things like kind of that that like I knew the answer and it was like hey man you gotta you gotta cool it on this stuff like you you know that maybe there's a problem here but you're not really recognizing it so you're you're kind of trying to tape a band-aid over it which was all right like I'm gonna do the low carb approach again right but then like you know when you restrict yourself from something that you think you shouldn't have, or you don't want to have, like you're going to want that more than anything. Right. And so I, I just realized that that's sort of my, how I deal with things. And, uh, and so that was sort of the problem there. And I did become depressed again. I was like, uh, like I just felt, I remember just taking like another before photo, another one. And that was like,
0: Oh, and I, yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. And, and, uh, and so I was like, still trying to be excited about the process again kind of trying to push it back trying to push it back and it just became really hard I don't even know if I was talking too much about it with um my fiance I was just like I I remember kind of keeping it to myself and just saying like oh I'm just gonna keep trying to go keep trying to do it and
0: she's also into fitness. Yeah, right? she so is. Was yeah. she also experiencing so it was bad funny. habits? When or? I
1: first met her, she was in, like she was, I don't know, like 130 pounds, like really good shape. She's obviously in really good shape right now, and uh, and I think she jumped up to maybe like 160 okay, or whatever. So, so, so both, she, yeah. we both were yeah. kind of like again yeah. riding that lightning. Um, yeah, yeah, But uh, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, and so like we both, I guess, were kind of like in that in that mode. So it was a little bit easier to talk about that. But yeah, the thing that you know like dealing with that and then trying to find like trying not to give up on that and trying not to just like but it was so it was so hard and then once I don't know like once you can sort of look inside like you said like look inward the biggest thing that sort of shifted for me was like okay I have to do this for me Mm -hmm. right before I felt like I was doing it for other, other reasons. And it became about me, but now I have to do this for me because there's not other things that are pushing me other than just my own, like my own desire to want to just be better and to know I can be better from that. So that's kind of like the, yeah. So, I mean, I did, I did get depressed for sure. And Oh, like I still have those photos like the, the, the before photos. And it was just like, There's a look on my face that just looks... It looks... I look more sad in the second before photo than I did in the first before photo, because it was like that thing of just like, man, you had it all. And then you lost it kind of feeling, you know,
0: are those, one, are those the ones that you'll share from time to time on like your social media? Um, occasionally. Yeah. Where you're like in front of the mirror and the mu- you f- dope mustache, by the way, Dude, <laughs> you have yeah. a mustache in one of them that is yeah. just a prime mustache. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't grow any facial hair. Honestly, that's why
0: I just try not to at all because yeah, it just is uh it Dude, no, it's me. great. I liked yeah. it. Thank I liked it. The- <laughs> um, Okay, cool. So the second time around, it was real accountability. Hey, I I need to change. Uh, that change was from desire. You needed to be different. You mm-hmm. needed to to actually see a change. Again, can be difficult to talk about with like your significant other, but you seem to have approached it pretty well. Mm-hmm. So how long has it been since? I mean, only one relapse, no other. Yeah, I there was relapses. one relapse.
1: Um, I I I wouldn't call them relapses,
0: but you know, like. It is weird to talk about food in the sense of like an addiction, but it definitely is. It is. And I mean, sugar, like it, sugar is a real addiction, I mean, and, I, and shitty food. It is. It, it's a. It triggers the dopamine and the serotonins or whatever. It yeah. gets those going, and comfort food. You know, people eat out of feelings. They they're emotional eaters. Mm-hmm. They're you know, of guilty. Like I think that everybody is honestly. You know, yeah. especially in America because it is sure. so accessible. Right, food yeah. is everywhere, and. Mm-hmm. Um, it can, it can be a problem, right? Uh, but to speak to it like an addiction, I mean, let's be honest. It, it is. It is. Especially when it becomes a problem. I think anything repetitively... My dad was a gambling addict, and people look at that as like, it's not a real, a real addiction. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is when you're sitting there losing your house and shit because of it yeah. and and going broke and ruining your family because of it. Mm-hmm. It's real, right? And then it's... When you put things through those lenses, the addiction lens... It sometimes is, is jarring for people because it does force them to go, Well, do, am I addicted to food? Mm-hmm. Do I have a problem with with whatever it may be? Uh, but it is. It's 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 a relapse when it when it is a relapse, right? When you hit that rock bottom yeah. again. The relapse for you is maybe gaining 80 pounds. You're not necessarily relapsing if you're out there eating a cheeseburger. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. you're you definitely are if you're going back to what you called the bottom of the barrel or bottle yeah. right because yeah. rock bottom rock because bottom, you are yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah that's very i mean I, that's kind of how i i see it and i still see it like that and from from like the you know the relapse perspective um but uh, what was your original question to that
0: um well no i actually i went off of that and sidetracked and talked we were. i was saying you know using food talking about food as an addiction mm-hmm. is is something that can be done um I think I had originally asked you about your girlfriend and uh, what she was doing. Did she, you know, I know that you said she gained some weight, but she's also into fitness. So did she follow that journey, follow you into that yeah. journey, or was so that kind of
1: once I started to learn more about, you know, the evidence based realm of again nutrition and, uh, and and then like training and stuff like that, primarily nutrition at the time. Um, I just started like putting it into practice and was seeing success by it, and so I just started teaching her the same thing as well because mm-hmm. we both had that sort of. Um, you know, like that strong misunderstanding of nutrition. You know, where we mm. believed so much, we were looking I at like that. yeah, we strong were looking misunderstanding. You look at it as if you are just like you know you're abiding by laws that are sort of just like made up. You know, and uh, and then, but in reality, we just again it was we just misunderstood and and uh, didn't really get how things should work in that way uh, as far as like eating you know carbohydrates and everything, and so. We both put it into practice and, you know, yeah, so she's, I mean, obviously in fantastic shape right now. She's, uh, she looks awesome. And, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what she did. Obviously for her, you know, that wasn't really necessarily something that she, you know, struggled with for a lot, you know, in her whole life or whatever. But, um, you know, I think, I think her behaviors were different than mine. So being able to put them into practice and understanding, okay, like protein plays a really big role and, just changing that. I think for her, it wasn't even necessarily just about dieting. It was sort of just shifting how she, like, shifting her food, right, around and just saying, like, okay, I'm just going to have more protein in my diet and then just kind of be mindful of calories and then be just more in that, mindful. That's yeah, what I was going to say. Exactly. More
0: aware of what you're putting in. That's a big piece, too. You know, a lot of people. I think they think that they have to get in if they want to get healthier if they want to get in better shape they have to get into fitness they have to get into learning all the muscle groups and the proper lifts and the proper when to do this i'm going to do that and learn the proteins i think they feel like they have to take that nosedive into everything that's not the case you just maybe need to learn how to eat better you know yeah. learn that hey processed. Sugar is probably not the best way to go. You know, when you process foods in general, you probably do want to stay away from carbs all the time, right? You probably do want to take a different approach to protein and fats and learn good fats and bad fats. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, little simple things like that sometimes get the gears turning for people, which is nice too, but sometimes it is that full, you do need that smack in the face. Like, hey, you need a complete restructuring.
1: Yeah, and that's hard to do, you know, because you... If somebody lives a certain way for such a long time, again, like I'll use myself as an example, you know, 21 years that got to a single point in time of stepping on the scale was like that's 21 years of just learned behavior over time that how, got progressive.
0: And how much more difficult is that at 21 to want to learn those kinds of things when you weren't taught it in school? You weren't, you know, you're, I mean, I don't want to categorize people, but when I was 20, 21. I didn't want to go to school. You know, I went to like a semester of college after high school and was like, nah, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just get a job and work. Because I, don't I wanted there.
1: to be a professional Call of Duty player, man. There, that, yeah, that was bro,
0: I, yeah. a band, you know. I, yeah, was into, music, yeah. I lived with a bunch of my friends and we were in a band together and it was fucking dope. I was not wanting to go to school. I was not wanting to, you know, I wanted to live life. I wanted to have yeah. fun. I wanted to live. And unfortunately, if you're not going through with the... You don't, I don't know what it is to get people to reflect or to get people to look inward, be more mindful about just their habits, their behaviors. I don't know what that takes. Rock bottom sometimes, man. Is it rock you bottom? I mean, I agree. Does everybody I, hit a rock bottom, though? Because I feel like a lot of people go through this, call it a, uh experience, right? I mm. think every—I don't know about everybody, but I think a lot of people are in the position— That I believe we're in and I don't even necessarily know if you and me are in the same position, but I think that we're out We're we're reading the same book and I think once people get to this part of the book and this part of the book is that self-discovery that hey uh, What am I really living for Mm -hmm. or towards is it just to live and live a good life? Well, then that's fine if you're if you're not necessarily concerned with a lifelong pursuit or um, You know a lifelong career or making a difference or a change and you're just about being a, a contributor to your community and your family and things like that that's fine too right you don't need to have this grand idea or scheme not everybody's made for that um but even if you are like one of just uh, an npc someone that does just go about their day there's still some value into uh, into being mindful about you and your place in your community in your in your world right the kind of relationships you foster with people And once that change internally starts to happen, personally starts to happen for you, you do realize the effect it has on your relationships and on your, you know, casual, serious, whatever they may be, right? Uh, You're able to look back and recognize change and and see examples of right and wrong, good and bad, uh, knowledge and and uneducation, and, you know, these different things. It's just difficult to get people to, I guess, approach it the same way, approach it with the... Enthusiast, I said excitement. You didn't want to call it excitement. no, no, no. I one hundred percent say it's excitement. I agree with that. But to get people to like want to change, you know, is that does that make sense? Yeah, I, yeah, it get does. Get people to want to get on that journey. Of, it's hard though.
1: It's hard for people to want to change when you don't know you need to, you know, or you mm. don't you don't have.
0: Not knowing you need to is good.
1: I, I mean, like that. yeah, and it's you know, and, and not everybody necessarily needs to change if they see a problem. If there's a repeated, you know, a right. repeated bout effect of. Mm-hmm certain outcomes in your life that aren't necessarily favorable by you then it's like that's when i think people sort of get and it's not necessarily it doesn't always have to be rock bottom but it can also just be like waking up one day just realizing man i'm just you know
0: maybe not happy yeah not happy or what's
1: kind of like the you know like what are what are the things that you are feeling stressed about like you said what are you feeling bad about what are you feeling like you could fix i mean everybody i I work at a gym right so every single day somebody new is coming in because they're they're ready to make a change in their life Mm. right and it's whether or not like you know it's interesting to hear the different reasonings and and you know why people come in there and obviously right now it's always about just like well I
0: new year new me baby let's go
1: even i mean it is that i would say like now more though it's more just along the lines of you know, I gained 30 pounds over the quarantine, you know? And so that's I mean,
0: how important is health with all that though. Exactly. Jeez, COVID, yeah. Right. I mean, that's been, I think under appreciated over the last year is people's health and fitness. And,
1: and I think that's about to change. I think that, Oh, people, it yeah. better change.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think if you're not on the gyms need to be open health institutions need to be o-, like anything, man, yoga. If you're, I think if you're in the, obviously you gotta be safe and have your your guidelines and, and anytime's been great at that too by the way i think that although it's not universal right it's it based not. on the on the owner of the actual yes. anytime yeah, i <laughs> i noticed that yeah uh, <laughs> um, cedar parks real different than austin i don't know that's what i hear uh, pretty much
1: every location <laughs> uh, other than ours is from what i hear
0: uh, oh okay yeah it
1: makes my life kind of hard man it's just uh, oh bro
0: yeah. I, i'm i'm in sales <laughs> yeah, and yeah. i've got to, i've had to be mask police too and it's been rough yeah you know, and it's not fun, but we're not getting into that. But getting into the health aspect, yeah, yeah I don't I think if you're still not paying attention to your health, then you're, you're not definitely paying attention to how the last year went because that's a, a huge factor in what's happening to people right now. And it's so important, man. It's so important for people to understand that I, you know, uh, uh the hierarchy of needs, remember? like, uh, Yes and no. Okay, so I'll let like, you take over on that. It's one. just like shelter, food, water. Right, like what there you go. People okay. need, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, I think health that's on there, but it needs to be emphasized. I think people need to emphasize just overall health. Overall yeah. you know, not saying everyone needs to have a fucking six pack and be jacked and ripped or whatever, but there's healthy body types. There's being in there's being healthy for your body, there's understanding health and uh my mom is very uh not she's not sick or ill but she's like pre-diabetic she was an alcoholic for years was you know um not in the best of health had gout Uh, arthritis is kind of a whole plethora of ailments right and um what's actually crazy is so she she's hitting three years sober coming up and since going sober has had almost no issues like wow. with like flare-ups or arthritis issues mm-hmm. like she had been hospitalized a couple of times not being able to move wow because like her gout got real bad but going sober changed a lot of that that she hasn't really had which is kind of crazy that is amazing honestly on that yeah um but getting back to like the health she one was fucking terrified man she lives in palm springs which is a lot of elderly too so she's uh fucking just terrified of this virus and afraid she's actually getting her shot today so she's like at ease now a little Mm -hmm. bit but she's nervous about the shot and doesn't want to get it from i don't know but anyways uh you know that that's another thing like there was this emphasis on like procedures around i don't know it just seemed like there was procedures and precautions around everything but health when it came to this fucking virus that was very apparently attacking people in poor health. Yeah. Diabetes, uh, poor cholesterol, you know, heart disease, pre existing ailments. Like yeah. this was clearly taking people that had kind of poor health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of those like diabetes, well, health and exercise isn't just going to get rid of diabe- diabetes. No, but it can definitely have like a reversing effect. And I think the fact that you're just going to be in better health from the the fact that you're being more mindful of it and you're trying to take those steps towards better health is going to change a lot of people's perception. But that wasn't, I think, what people were preaching earlier this year. And I think the only reason I bring that up is you being in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you feel that that was the case? Did you feel that there wasn't enough attention around health? in terms of this
1: uh, i do now for sure definitely there is now yeah because but
0: not uh, up until august i don't think well, there was I mean, like, september with, right
1: yeah with the, like with the data that came out you know what i'm saying like just like in regards to people who kind of getting Hit the worst. Yeah. You start to see, okay, okay. Well, there's a pattern here, right? Like you said, it's just sort of pre-existing conditions that are sort of obesity-driven, in a sense, like type two diabetes. I'm not and concerned high, about high blood like a you or me,
0: right? I'm I am concerned about my mom being old, being sure. over sixty, being you know in that category of people that could get ill. Yes. Yeah. Hey, fucking stay inside. I didn't go and see her last year. I was supposed to go and see her and mm. didn't cancel plans because of this, right? But. Yeah, there is patterns. I I recognize it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then just again being here and at the gym and just seeing people come in sort of afterwards, and you know, it seems like, in in reality, it seems that people are making decisions right now, um, to get back into the groove because of something that that they lost or that they gained or or you know what I'm saying. It's sort of this restarting period, mm-hmm. um, and I think also people too are just like, all right, like now that we see kind of what's driving this thing it's I want to be I want to live a better healthier lifestyle and another interesting kind of anecdote kind of uh, regarding the health right is like what I've realized just from the clients that I've taken in in this period of time is you know people come into the gym right now obviously like I said they're in a position where they're just like i I need to lose what i what i gained over quarantine i'm I'm, i let myself go i started eating terrible i'm so ashamed and and all this stuff it's all driven from that right that sort of that shame and guilt spiral Mm. and so they're coming in and i i look at it as like sort of an analogy of somebody just like trying to get out of a burning house and so they're grabbing every single thing that they can that's kind of important to them or whatever and it's like stuffing it all into a suitcase and then they're coming into the gym and just saying like okay here's everything that I have, every, everything that I own, and every, and it's just like, all right, all right, well, relax, you know, like saying, because it's like, they're trying to sort of, s- like, you know, like, they're coming into a point after a really weird period of life, they're coming in to sort of, like, change everything that happened rapidly, right, it's coming into the, and in, in saying, like, I need to get rid of this 30 pounds, I need to, you know, I feel so depressed, whatever, in reality, I think it's just, from what I've seen, what we kind of put into practice, just like, Hey, you know, like the 30 pounds is just 30 pounds. Like mm-hmm. that's not, that's not the, that's not the thing burning your house down. Right. Yeah. You're in your, your mind and, and how you feel about yourself and what's driving you right now. That's the thing that's kind of like burning your, burning your house down. And so let's head of just like, let's open up that suitcase. Let's take everything out and let's organize it. Right. Let's, let's make sure that we're putting in the right things, the things that you truly need. And so, Coming into the gym three times a week and getting in an awesome workout. Let's not worry about what's on the scale right now. Let's not worry about the diet yes, or whatever, you yeah. know. And then once they do that, it's been amazing just to see people's shift in, in mindset, shift in attitude. I literally if you will. just
0: wrote down mindset shift because that's what that is. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you, they are. They're staring through life or going through life with one pair of glasses on. It could be the wrong prescription or whatever, but they've got to. And all you're doing is you're taking and you're putting another set of glasses on and they're seeing things differently and they're understanding that, oh, maybe it isn't the weight that's got me depressed. It's the habits that have me depressed. And because of the habits, I just happen to put on weight. All I have to do is replace them with good habits. Or maybe, hey, yeah, maybe I do need to, uh, whatever. I've, I've had friends over the last year. Did you have a good quarantine, by the way? How was your, your year of quarantine now that we've officially hit like a year almost? Uh, How was that for so you? So
1: I was only quarantined for about a month and a half from the gym yeah, fully Fully, just like straight staying at home yeah and then in may i basically went back to the gym and started working and then i've been there since but during that downtime uh it was one of the most powerful experiences of my life Mm. because and i I think i may have explained this in, in one of my podcast episodes but what i talk about in there is This idea of, of like when it first went into practice and just saying, okay, I've got two different directions I can go to right now. Mm. I can go down the path of anxiety, of uncertainty, fear, worry, all of those things, because those are directly in front of me, or
0: I can choose. And very easy to go to. 100%. Very easy to fall into. You fall into it, man. The anxieties that you felt as a, you know. You can't escape it. Trauma is a real thing, right? And that's something that, that I've, I've learned a lot about lately and, um, you know there is something to be said about how easy when we're when we're like kids and we are younger. We talked about we're, we've been talking about this, but it is really easy to fall into those trauma states and and be scared, afraid, mm-hmm. uh, fighter. You know, you as a child, you don't really know, you don't understand how to respond to things. You just understand that you're responding to things, and then eventually you respond with what makes you feel comfortable, mm-hmm. right? What makes you feel the most at ease? Because you do get anxious or you get whatever. And being able to separate yourself from that and actually just understand, okay, it's, it's not about falling back and feeling comfortable and falling back into the same routine just so everything's okay. It's about replacing that, that feeling entirely because it's, it's weird to understand, but that feeling of anxiety, that comfortable space you think you're going to because of the reactions that you're familiar with aren't actually beneficial to you. They're not actually doing you any good because they are possibly causing you to fall back into bad behaviors bad habits you know and I think that's something for people to they need to digest that because again it can be you think you're comfortable you think you're in a good spot but then it's like no it's it's this it's this shift you have to look at it from a different perspective or get a different taste of something in order to realize the reality of the situation at hand and unfortunately coping mechanisms Eating because you're stressed these these go-to responses because of these emotions and these things that we don't know how to properly respond to We don't really know how to properly respond to anxiety Because the reason that we're anxious is something's going on that we don't like and we don't know how to adapt and we, we, we bottle up We shut down when fight or flight happens people that can't respond to that they, if flight is a very real response to things people shut down you know a lot of people like to sit there and say "Oh, I'd, I'd pull a gun out i'd fucking defend myself not no you've never been in that situation and once you are in that situation your brain shuts down mm-hmm. because you don't you're not in control anymore you're your subconscious you know that's what happens in these states people when you hear your whole world's gonna shut down you don't know you're going into like an anxious anxiety ridden downfall right but Mm -hmm. you very well could be right and then when people start recognizing oh i have anxiety i I have depression i have a problem here that's when it can become even more dangerous because once you recognize you have a problem internally what do you do a lot of people fall back to that comfortability fall back to that bad habit that takes away all the pain that takes away all the shame that takes away all the bad feelings that come with that Mm -hmm. so hearing that you clearly saw the path of destruction the path of anxiety and depression or the path to possibly avoid all that Mm -hmm. might take some more work might take some little bit more of effort but Mm -hmm. you clearly saw the fork in the road which is I don't think a lot of people get to see that and that's important right you actually were able to sit and go fuck I have a decision to make here
1: yeah I think it was easy it definitely wasn't easy because yeah I mean like again it's like you you know the, the path again to the anxiety the uncertainty and the worry and everything like that it's you know if I look down there it, it just validates exactly how I feel and, and validation uh, too yeah like that. exactly and uh, that's sometimes it's it's again you're looking for that thing that lets you know that I don't know it's just something about that right and so that's that's one thing that was uh that was sort of hard to recognize but i I would say that 2019 was actually the hardest year of my life and I think um, just having dealt with injury and just deaths of my friends, and just really bad um, financial problems, and just basically everything on Earth that can go wrong for someone, just felt like it was happening to me, uh, literally one like month after the other. And I think having gone through that, it was definitely the most powerful year that sort of shifted me into a brand new life, kind of like the the weight loss thing did. It was sort of this uh, external thing that it was like, okay, now I need to I need to adapt and and develop even more so and it was it was powerful it was life-changing and so facing something like this having gone through that it was like okay like i I know i know how to do it i know how to do it and so just kind of choosing that path again of like what i call like higher perspectives the path that shows you that or the path that you embrace that's sees beyond where you're at right
0: now the enlightenment yeah. It's yeah. a little bit like woke. You're like a little, woke. Yeah, I mean, you got to look forward. Yeah. You yeah. have to look forward. Yeah.
1: And, uh, and I did that. And yeah, I mean, once I did that, it, it wasn't, um, it was not easy because again, it's, you know, I say this in, in one of the podcast episodes I did, I did about it, but it was like, just because you choose that mindset doesn't mean it's an on and off switch to, to anxiety, right? You don't turn everything off. It's a, it's an intentional decision that you make every single day going
0: forward. This is also going to sound like eat, love, laugh, or lo- live, love, laugh, whatever. Hey. Eat, love, pray. I was going to say eat, love, yeah. pray. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, this is going to sound very live, love, laugh, but feelings aren't facts. That's something that, like, I don't know if you've ever done therapy, but... That's no, like no, that's, I've never it's heard like, that before, but... Feelings aren't facts. It's that yeah. you feel a certain way about yourself, you yeah. feel, but that's not factual. I like you're that. You're feeling something, right? I mean, it's not necessarily always true, but it is something that can be said for things like this. Like, feelings aren't facts. If you're, It's
1: a good like, reminder. It is. Yeah, I like that.
0: Um you know and to I'm glad that you said that 2020 wasn't the worst for you because I I called it like the great awakening. Mm. I too like to think that I had the foresight and to I panicked, man, but I didn't again, I didn't let myself go down any weird path. I understood, hey, I didn't get locked down. I was I did a couple times, take like a week or two because of store closures yeah. or something like that, right? Um but I didn't really take like an extended period of time off. So I was pretty out there, my life for the most part didn't get too impacted by COVID in the sense of like shutdowns and things like that. Right. But definitely health, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't didn't travel for like a year almost. Um, you know, wasn't able to. In a time where I think you need to be close with friends and family, like a, a, a disastrous worldwide thing, weren't allowed to do that, which mm-hmm. was difficult. I think for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. to, I truly believe that 2020 was a, a year where you either we're up and or you were down. You either came out on top and, and persevered through it, uh, or nah, you didn't learn anything. You got kind of fucked, unfortunately. Mm. Um, which, which I do want to say that I think that's I think
1: that's okay. If you oh, if, yeah. if by chance you experience that, because you know, again, you see people coming to the gym and oh, they're yeah. just they're talking about. It. And yeah. I always just say, hey, you know what? You You're went here. through you went through a cinematic apocalyptic experience so go easy on yourself bro i don't Show think us.
0: anybody realizes how crazy that fucking how crazy what we experience is yeah or still I guess arguably yeah still fucking dude yeah. we could get aliens out of it we could get like we saw it right <laughs> yeah. the seasons of 2020 and 2021 of earth have been by far the two best seasons of all time and you know i think to experience it and just live through that yeah yeah that's that's a feather in your cap to begin with mm-hmm. um because a, yeah. a lot of people didn't live through that, unfortunately. Mm. And uh, But again, no, it was a year of of either you took an L or you got the W. And it's not to say that if you took the L, your life's done or right. over with. But I would hope that come March 2021, yeah. you're recognizing maybe the falls, maybe the bad habits, maybe mm-hmm. the, the wrong decision making or the lack of foresight or the lack of planning, the lack of preparation, whatever it is. Hopefully you've come out of 2020 with insight insight, or some inspiration mm-hmm. to not allow a repeat because it was very rough. If
1: anything, the new year, new me mentality. That's what I said. I was
0: like, I annoying yeah. every other year. Yeah. But this, this year. might be
1: the year that that actually might matter. More. Let's have it stick. Yeah. yeah,
0: because it is. If this was a transformation year for a lot of people. Um, is fitness something that's long-term life for you? Have you felt that that's your lifelong I mean, it's clearly changed your life in a very dramatic way. Is that something that you see sticking with you for?
1: I do, yeah. Forever? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, right now it's just, you know, career-wise. Yeah, career-wise it's just like I'm in that environment and that alone is, is something that is so special to me. Just being, you know, get to just say that that's my job and in a different way and to have something that changed my life so drastically, I mean, I feel like, you know, it's just that thing. It's like if you get to do what you love, you almost never work a day in your life kind of thing. Yeah. And that's kind of how it feels. Good. Good. Um But, yeah, I do. I am kind of committed to it. I think my – where, like, my approach and my practice and stuff like that changes along the way. It's one of those things where, you know, you, you sort of change your, uh, like, goals, right? Like, short – like, the long-term, it's like you're going to commit to it. The short-term goals, which is, like, whether you're going to do powerlifting or – Right, bodybuilding. A routine. Right, or, yeah. It's um, like those things change, but that's the amazing part about fitness is that it's so dynamic that you can kind of just like, what what season are you feeling? Where where do you want to be challenged? I like that. Right.
0: I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, if we could fucking talk all day about fitness for sure. Um, cool. So, it's nice to see that that the fitness is is something that you think is going to stick stick with you. Um, and with that. Do you feel, how is that gonna enhance other areas of your life? And I'm gonna start getting into those other areas, right? The Mm. podcast and the band and stuff. But where do you see, or how has it impacted those areas of your life? Like what positive effects from the fitness have you been able to, other than smashing balls in in baseball? Because I know that you're out there doing that, right? Yeah,
1: uh, that's, yeah. Uh, That's very, I'm
0: going yard every night, so. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) so yeah, the biggest thing is like, again, it's having looked back and, and you can recognize like, okay, wow, well, like I lost 120 plus pounds, right? And so going through that, the cool, th- or, I mean, obviously like the fitness and life, the analogy that it's shared between the two, it's just, it, it's, I mean, it's so perfect because yeah. going through all of that and knowing that I can achieve something so impossible, personally impossible, right? Thought mm. what was to be impossible. Yes. To be able to achieve that and then see, see yourself not only on the other side. That's what I tell people right now, when clients that I work with. If, if you are somebody who's looking to change your life, I always say, if this is the thing that you're going to commit to, where you are right now is probably not going to be where you end up. Because I, I am that way right now where it's like I have no idea where I'm going to be in where I, where like, yeah, you I never see you knew on the I was other in, side, exactly. Just,
0: see you over there, man. I don't know how, yeah, how, in what form, but because I'm what it does there. is
1: you develop confidence, you develop personal confidence in so many other areas of your life. You oh, feel better, absolutely. you start to look better, you, you oh, put 100%. that, in, yeah, and yeah, that's that's it. That's kind of what's happened.
0: The inflation of the ego is a very real thing, and I think a lot of people can get lost in that, which is also a slippery slope, yeah. right? Because you can uh hey i'm looking good i'm fucking the shit now you know you start wearing this bravado about yourself Mm -hmm. uh which in some cases is is good too it's definitely worth it i think if you for people that have a lack of self-confidence or don't feel sufficient in ways like that fitness journey is 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 so important uh you know and again it's not saying that you have to get on get in that journey to be a jacked you know fitness model or something but just to feel better about yourself you know, whether it's fitting into better clothing, yeah. looking better in the mirror. That's the big thing. You said not paying attention to the scale. That's one yeah. of the first things that really made sense for me in my fitness journey was mm. not paying attention to the number. I was doing this routine that required like a ridiculous, what I thought was a ridiculous amount of eating. But you would do a day of lifting and then a day of like a hit routine and mm-hmm. then lifting and then hit for six days. You only got one rest day. Interesting. And, but what you did is your hit day. You had a calorie limit, right? Let's I'll just say like 1,700 calories, mm-hmm. right? Because I was, I think that's what close to my range was. So you were doing your calorie deficit, uh, your day of your hit routine, right? But then when you went into your day of your lifting routine, you like doubled your calorie intake. Mm-hmm. You had to take in a quarter of your calories prior to your lift and then the remaining amount after your lift. So you were like eating a lot. hmm and it, it's a, like I had to do. It was my first real deep dive into fitness, and I saw results. I was doing the equations right. I was focusing on calorie ins, calorie out. Mm-hmm. I was I was very deliberate in my approach to it, and I saw results. Did it for like two months, right? The, the it was like a ten week thing. Um, and one of the things that they had like adamantly said was, "Do not step on the scale if you want to actually." have like the proper like mentality around it i don't know if that's necessarily what they were saying but you to really like not let any other things affect you don't pay attention to the scale because you're likely not going to see big drops right away because you are lifting a lot you're mm-hmm. doing three days of pretty intense lifting right you weren't going max or anything but i think you were doing probably 60 to 75 percent decent lifts right and it just clicked i was like man that's true because it's not in the way they positioned it was you're not the number doesn't mean anything the number is a gauge of like measurement of what you weigh mass it's completely irrelevant to the goals of what you're trying to achieve here what you're trying to achieve here is a better health fitness strength right they position the different things that you're trying to achieve Mm -hmm. but the number was not it you're not here for a number you're here for physical visual results looking in the mirror you're gonna notice the change in the mirror a lot quicker than you will on the scale you know that's such a determent people step on i've only lost two fucking pounds what the fuck and they get mad they don't think what they're doing is working and they forget about needing to be patient they forget about these other things and they're not paying attention to the scale that went off like a light bulb in my head and i was like fuck that makes sense that makes total sense and a lot of people it's clicked with so for you to say that i'm like all right that's legit yeah i mean legit a legit uh like point of advice i guess
1: yeah i mean it's a it's a it's metric like you said you're just using it to track sometimes yeah it provides useful data other times it's the data that breaks your whole world yeah
0: yeah Yeah. so virtue Mm -hmm. the band how's that going
1: um i mean right now we aren't really doing much mainly just because we there's you can't do anything right yeah we had been tracking a new uh Literally like the day COVID hit Austin, um, we were in there and yeah, that was pretty much it. We, we didn't finish it obviously because we just were like, all right, everyone kind of went into lockdown in and phase and, and uh, yeah, it, we just honestly haven't really focused on it too much. I mean, mainly because again, it's the way I look at it for me personally, is it saying, hey, okay, like it's not in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to stress about the fact of not being able to do anything with it because I just kind of redirect my focus what is in front of me
0: don't let it distract you let it just yeah or just
1: like more of like along the lines of like discourage you know because if i like it's not that i'm like oh man i miss playing shows and stuff like that that's fun like i i definitely obviously like miss playing and stuff but you know i think i just look at it from a different angle just saying okay you know what like you know it's it's that thing that's that's it's coming right so just kind of put it on the back and uh and and then kind of go from there but we are sort of getting into the realm again of the band and uh we
0: describe the band a little bit it's called virtue out here of austin texas describe what you guys play and and yeah it's like style
1: just like metalcore hardcore in a sense um kind of like
0: uh i got music fans so you can yeah yeah yeah, some hardcore bands Uh, yeah
1: i mean like I, i would say probably closely related to um I don't know. I'm trying to think about what the other guys are influenced by. Uh like Kublai Khan. Yeah, I was gonna um, say you've played, Khan, right? you've played
0: with Khan, right? You played with I don't think we've played
1: with with uh, another band. It was the band before this, relief. Yeah, oh, we were more like melodic hardcore. Oh, yeah, okay, I think we yeah, had played yeah, with yeah. them at one time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean really I, that again, the I, I keep everything pretty symbiotic as far as like my life goes. So it's like, yeah, I, I like, you know, with the training, um, and then the fitness, and then even with the podcast, and then with virtue. It's like when I first started Virtue, it was like I kind of just wanted to go a different approach like I always wanted to play like that you know the style of music like like pretty heavy and just like aggressive and stuff but I was like I just feel like I want to bring something not necessarily new to the table but just something that I want to do with it which is to be have that positive angle right and just kind of talk about my own struggles but not just to say like hey here I'm going to sing a song or write a song about my struggle but I also want to write it about like how I overcame it, and like what my mindset is like, that you know, because that, I think that's important.
0: That's something that I thought was interesting because you said that that's what kind of sparked your idea for the podcast, right? Was yeah. the, what what you would say on stage and to the kids and shit in the crowd, exactly. And, and hey, tough gig, dude, because there's some shitty frontmen that say some ridiculous shit at shows, you know, and. I think we've all probably been to the shows where somebody says some deep shit, right? Like a Jeremy from A Day to Remember. Yeah. Or, you know, you get your front men that can actually get up there and say some shit, get the car- crowd into it, right? But then you get some people that just, just say corny shit. And mm-hmm. you're just like, bro, I'm here to watch you play. I'm here to slam. I'm not here to listen to you talk nonsense. You, on the other hand, though, you do, man. You you People gravitate, I think, to your... The way you speak, you've got a, v- a fucking great voice. Thank you do you. have a, definitely have a voice for, uh, for ears, right? Getting mm. people need to listen to it. <laughs> um, but I mean, you do. You speak with conviction. You have real world and real life examples and tangible examples of being able to change your life. Positivity. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, you do follow a a fairly moral moral compass, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's coming from you, someone that does have that under their belt and can speak to those things it's 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 nice to see especially in the hardcore scene because mm-hmm. in in this scene uh it can be very i say this scene but in the music scene yeah uh it can just be a, a fucking weird place man it can be a weird world and a lot of the positivity and the the that type of attitude gets shut down you know or it yeah. gets stuffed aside or not appreciated yeah enough, enough and i, I think, think
1: and that's that's some that was sort of like this fine line that i had to think about whenever i was like approaching it because it's like you don't want to come off as corny or you don't want to come off as um i don't really like this term i feel like it's a newer term that's going around like the toxic positivity i get it i get where it's kind of coming from where you are just kind of like <laughs> you know you're sort of shutting down somebody's feelings with just like hey you know what it's all going to be okay without and then you know they just are like well i don't feel any better after you just said that yeah. so i get and understand toxic that toxic positivity so
0: people are just putting toxic on everything i like that right, yeah um
1: so my <laughs> oh, mindset shit. was saying okay like there's there's another angle that I can do with this similar to the way I approach my fitness and and uh, like at the gym and how I train clients and stuff one of the biggest things that helps is you know if, if I'm training a client who wants to lose a certain amount of weight or wants to make that kind of lifestyle change I let them know hey I've been there before right and it's that relatability that makes it easier for them to say okay you know what like he's he's been here before and he's you know he's seen the success so
0: a difference between sympathy and empathy, mm. you know, you can't feel empathy without emotionally attaching it, right? I feel that I've yeah. felt that way before, exactly. You know, that's different than like, oh, hey, yeah, that's it, sucks to feel that way, but hey, positive attitudes, exactly. Mm, and you know? know,
1: yeah, and I think that there's a similar way to do it in music, and so that's how I've gone about it. when just saying, like, you know, I'm not that guy, I'm especially not that, especially in music, yeah, bro. because. That's why
0: you're there. You're mm -hmm. there because you're upset and angry and fucking pissed off or angst, right? That's why kids go to shows. There's
1: a lot of of emotion that goes behind it, yeah.
0: And if someone speaks to those emotions or says some shit, then... Because it's real. Very real.
1: Yeah, and I can... And that's the thing is I was like, you know, like, I can... Like, I'm not necessarily... Like, I am a very positive guy, but that's just... That is a learned behavior. I make that choice every single day. Yes. And...
0: fucking. I wrote that down for yesterday. Attitude is a choice, man. Not it cut you off, but it's su- it's waking up with that mental again, the awareness. And some people don't have the uh, we're co- the mindfulness to know that they don't have the mindfulness to know that it's a conscious decision to show up, be happy, yeah. change that attitude. Yeah, back to what you're saying.
1: No, so yeah, I mean that's a that's a choice, and so you know relaying that to people and letting them know that that's something that you can do as well. Right. And so when I talk about these things, of just going through the worst periods of my life, the hardest struggles, whatever. And then being able to just say, Hey, you know what, even though it happened to me and it might be happening to you or something similar might be happening to you, here's how I got through it. And here's how you might be able to get through it. Here's how, here's what's helping me to get better at that. And so to give that kind of sincerity and that vulnerability, that, where you can talk about these things to people it's like so when you're on stage and you're saying something like a motivational speech you're you're directing it at people and in a way that's sincere to them not just saying hey you know what like blah 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 I just making you feel like crap like a motivational speech can sometimes make you feel like crap right it's not motivating it's demotivating for you especially yes. if you're not if you don't relate to it in any sense
0: what okay can you give me an example of something that you would say like on stage or can you recall yeah. something you have said
1: um so you know like I mentioned about 2019 being one of the most challenging years of my mm. life I would sort of talk about that and say hey you know I faced these things right like I faced you know the deaths of two friends back to back and then I tore my Achilles tendon you know or partially tore it and then it was just like being in that experience and and you know dealing with de- death and and uh feeling you know lost feeling like you're you know like emotionally just broken where you have you you're like this is it this is where i throw in the towel and then just being able to kind of over not necessarily overcome that but learn how to get to know yourself learn how to deal with these things not to run from this stuff but to to be vulnerable yourself like to be able to talk to to people who care about you you know not holding it all in and and then you know with with uh the injury being able to just to say you know the patience aspect of it, and say this this isn't the
0: end right I think a lot of people with that they motivational speaking is is an issue in of itself, and that kind of inspiration is I don't weird. yeah, but. Yeah. Cause it can't, that can be toxic for sure. No, for that sure. Can be real, I almost like, don't
1: agree with a lot of motivational speaking. I think there's, yeah, uh, we'll get to that in a yeah, second. Yeah, so go yeah. For
0: it, yeah. Yeah. More about motivational, like application. Like it's let application. me actually see what, yeah. yeah give me, you're motivated because me, it's, it's becoming more real for you. There's I'm an not, energy. I, yeah. I can get that energy, sure. but give me the tools to also like create that energy too. Yeah. Right. And that's one thing you can go to a show. I lost three, I lost 150 pounds. Let's fucking go. And yeah. like kids are gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Huh? Why does that motiv- That's not motivational. but to sit there and go hey I know what it feels like to be lost I know what it feels like to hurt I know what it feels like to all these things you guys are probably feeling or have felt and just know that hey patience these are the things that you can do to not feel that way anymore because i think a lot of people have the misconception too that their life's going shitty and the only way it's going to go better is if everything is a complete 180 opposite like they're broke they got to be rich they don't have a car they have to have the best car. Mm -hmm. they fucking are overweight they've got to have a six pack like no man it's about doing the little steps that are going to make you feel better about it and then that's going to carry on and you're going to allow to maintain you're going to keep going it'll spark your enthusiasm it'll keep you engaged it'll keep you wanting to learn more it'll keep you excited about it right but they don't see it that way from the shitty position or the poor position they see it oh it's got to be complete 180 or i'm not going to be happy and to hear someone that's gone through the process and failed and, and had to go through it again, even a, hard, yeah. a second time, more difficult, harder, uh, more determination, more discipline. Like, it's to hear that and then to see it. And then, of course, you're a frontman of a band that they enjoy and they like and they're there to see you and they like your music, so they're already resonating with you. To have someone to be able to speak to those things tangi- tangibly. And, again, not just speak them into existence, but have proof and, and have... An idea of of what a routine and what discipline what uh, an actual plan looks like yeah you know and that's important for kids it's important for kids to hear that
1: it's it's been huge because there was a point where I was like well maybe I just you know because we were doing sort of a gimmicky thing because it's like me you know I'm the the front man and then our bassist uh, Chase he's also like 290 pounds just like jacked jacked. yeah (laughs) yeah and so it's like you know we're up there And it's like heavy, it's super energetic, and people are just like, what is going on right now, right? And so I, you know, I would do like goofy stuff, like in between, like mosh call stuff where I'm just like, you know, like you want to get swole, you know what I mean? Like, oh. like stuff like that. And then you people to do pe- from
0: harm's way. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's li-
1: he's literally, yeah, he's leading the way, leading the charge. Um, uh, so. Because
0: there is, there's a jacked, there's a jacked muscle head hardcore scene going right now. Oh, for sure. That yeah. It's very real.
1: It t- yeah. It kind of goes hand in hand in some sort of, Lift yeah. core or something. Yeah. And, uh, and so like, you know, there was a point where I was like, okay, maybe this is just going to be kind of gimmicky. But then I was like, you know, I got, I have more things that I want to say, you know, more things that I want to talk about. And so I was like, what kind of worried. Like, do I really want to open up this much? Like, do I feel like people are going to – like, do I really want to put myself on the line, right? Because it's like you open up in, in a show full of kids, and they're all not necessarily, like, there to listen about your problems and stuff. But once I did that, it changed everything that after every single show, no matter what, it's either one, it's two, or three, or whatever – someone's coming up to talk to me and they said like hey man whatever you said up there that really resonated with me because i'm going through the same thing right now i've, I've had more conversation that one of the shows it was just like there was a line of people and, and like to, to they were coming to buy merch which that was awesome you know but every single one of them came and every single one of them told me about how something i said impacted them in a way and uh and, and then and then just being able to say well hey like let's go outside let's talk a little bit more about that right like let me listen to you because you know they don't they don't go there expecting that right. But then you have somebody that that listens to you and and you know I don't know like it it just opened so many opportunities of what I set out to accomplish.
0: From, I, for people that aren't too familiar with like the scene that we're involved in, it's there was this. Period of time where negative and positive is like remember stay neggy and stay posy. Do you remember mm. that whole yes. era yeah. of the hardcore scene? Like this is a scene where you can't be overly positive because yeah. people you know it's about beatdowns and fucking anger and yeah. you know emotions, right? Uh, so being positive in this scene can come off sticky, it can mm-hmm. come off cliche yep. and kind of corny. And so to see that stick is is awesome because you know it's it's again you're already attracting the kids there because of some sort of emotion or feeling. They're already there for that. But then to really be able to break that barrier mm-hmm. and for a fucking show, man, how many bands and front, man, front men and, and and members of bands don't give sh- two shits about the kids at the shows, right? They get out there, they sell the merch, they say a couple things. But to actually have someone not only speak to your feelings but then take the time to hear about them and listen to them and, and to talk to these kids, that's fucking great, man. You don't get enough of that, I think. you know, And it's it it's just goes to speak to this idea you have of of, of being determined mm-hmm. and, and resilient as yeah. another one too right yeah. you can't you got to be able to be resilient uh i mean so is that was it was that the the motivation behind the podcast yeah what 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 sparked that
1: yeah podcasts for me just always had been a, like a staple in my life like yeah. most people now yeah. but when i would work when i worked the 8 to 5 gig i would you know, I hated my job more than anything on this earth. And so I would just find podcasts to listen yeah. to. And, I, you know, like a three-hour-long podcast in the office, like at your day job, it's that's currency. Yes. and so, Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and so I had always realized, like, I, I really, like, I obviously enjoy listening to them. I think I would love to start one one day. And I always was thinking about what is, what is it that I want to talk about? Like, what would I start? A, obviously, I would love to talk about comic books or... Uh, Like you know, stuff like that. Oh, you're a fellow nerd. Okay, cool. I am 100% (laughs) a comic book guy. Uh, yeah. And so during that time, I was uh like working the eight to five. Like actually, one of my biggest things in life is that I actually want to write comic books. Uh, at some point,
0: yeah. Oh shit. Are you uh illustrated all or no? No. No, Uh, I
1: mean, like I would spend more time drawing Batman on sticky notes instead of working or during like team meetings and stuff. So I did get pretty good. Drawing Batman, but that's it. Just uh, Batman. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs>
0: you should do Batman, but just it's not Batman. But he like it's Batman. Exactly, and he's like yeah. maybe has a wife and kids, and the comic is about something completely different. But you just draw Batman, and yep. then the rest are like just poorly drawn. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was funny because I couldn't draw his whole. Like I couldn't draw a whole. I'd only I could I could like start it with the head, and then went down, and then I was like, okay, I don't know how to draw. Just pass the
0: symbol, and that's it. <laughs>
1: just just that, literally. So yeah, once I, I I would do that, and so I would just like daydream all day. Cool. Uh, um, about just like writing comic books. I would even just like write while I was at work. And, you know, I just pulled my Google Docs. What did you
0: do? Like, what, you said like uh, tech, right? Or IT? Or uh,
1: no, actually, it was um, so I pretty much like all my jobs have just revolved around the medical field. Oh, yeah. so that's right. I,
0: Cause you were, do- okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah.
1: Uh, my first job as I got like, at like 19, I started working at this uh, place called Radi- uh, River Ranch Radiology here in Austin. I think they have a different name now. I was doing like X ray clerical work as a temp job I ended up working really hard and kind of just like doing that cool thing where you're just like I I, because I never went to college and uh so I just worked and then like the um like management or whatever was just like hey the people here really like you you work really hard you have a really great attitude Do you want to come work in the office and do things that you've never understood or heard of or whatever and so I finally was like yeah I, I did that so I did that and then I worked in, um, basically worked there for a couple of years and then worked at a family practice office doing like the, um, pretty much the same thing, but also like billing and, and like administrative stuff. Yeah. And then left that and started working at this other place, uh, which was like a third party billing company. And, uh, towards the end of that, I was working like, uh, collections on the phone. Cause they're like, Hey, you're really good on the phones. Like you want to collect money and whatnot. And so, um, I did that but yeah it was like mainly just sitting at a desk and being like okay panel one batman walks into a room so um (laughs) yeah yeah i know it was amazing but uh yeah yeah, so like with the podcast i would just start start thinking about that and so again i i recognized a, a pattern in my life where i was like you know what i'm not happy i don't a cubicle is is a prison is where dreams go to die and all i do here is daydream All I do is think about writing comic books. All I do is thinking about wanting to become a personal trainer. So I would sit there and just daydream daily about that. And so that kind of ignited this idea about like a podcast idea where it's like, you know, I really think that it's important in, in people's lives to pursue the passion and the life that you want. I want to go and be a comic book writer more than anything. I want to be a personal trainer more than anything and I owe it to myself to do that. And so I started was like thinking about it. And it's like, man, you know what? That'd be a really cool podcast idea is just to talk to people who are passionate, who share that same thing, or just to say, you know what? Working in a cubicle, that's not me. No. Instead, I'm going to get off work and get on to work on something else, like kind of the entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. And so my idea originally, which was like a couple of years ago, was thinking, I want to talk with people who are like. Similar to me right similar in that passionate mindset, but also just like maybe the people who are doing things now right the entrepreneur who's Who's only been doing it for a year right before mm-hmm. they they before that because obviously you hear podcasts of people who just like Yeah, I started the company 20 years ago, and, and you know what blew I'm up
0: saying? Up And I'm fucking rich. I have a yacht. Yo exactly. check out my podcast <laughs> But it's like
1: what if you could hear people who are in the process of it yeah. right who are who are Who, just, fail, yeah, who just failed last week right mm-hmm. or who? are afraid to take that next risk. What if you could hear that? And so that was kind of my thing where I was like, I would love to do that. And then that way would people listen to it. You can ignite that same passion. And the person who's working in the cubicle, who's like, I want to leave this life because I want to go off and be, you know, music or an actor or whatever it is that you want to do that they can hear it and just say, Hey, you know what? Like this is a podcast that revolves around selling like you to you. Right. And so like it, it definitely changed. It's not so much about that, but in reality, that's kind of how it started. And so, like, obviously, the big thing that pushed me the most was again the weight loss, but also overcoming you know 2019 for me, which was like that self deliberate focus. So, it's like, yeah, it, it is revolved around um, self improvement, right? Knowing how to be better every single day in fitness and stuff. But I'm not just the fitness guy, right? I'm not just the comic book guy, I'm not just the uh, the you know, movie lover, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I am all of those things, but. At the core, you know, like foundation of, of everything and, and the people who do that stuff, it's the same sort of practices, right? It's that, it's that intentional choice every day to wake up and say that you're going to put the time in. You're going to put the effort in. You're going to put in the uh, um, the passion behind it, right? And so that's kind of like what it's. More morphed into, which is just saying, like, hey, like, this is the voice in your ear that, that one, that like is, is here to encourage you and empower your day. So when you drive to work and you hear and you're not feeling it, right? You hear some way to kind of, hey, change your attitude, right? Change your attitude. Um, because, you know, even though I hated my job and, and, uh, and, and like I don't ever want to go back and do it again, but you know what? If I were to go back and do it again, I would have changed my attitude for sure. And I think I would have been way more successful. I wouldn't, I literally got fired from that job because I was such a terrible employee. But, yeah, that's kind of like the scope of the of the podcast, which is like all of this stuff is intertwined, right? And I think it's also really important that people walk into the calling, right? You, I remember when we first met, um, I think probably a little bit after that, you had told me that, you're like, yeah, I got my own podcast. And I was, I was like, man, that's awesome. Like this guy's going for it, right? And this yeah. is your passion, right? And technically, agree, yeah, yeah and, and it's like, you know, something you feel called to do right and I think that people need to figure that out for themselves because again it's like do you I mean it's okay if you want to go to your 9 to 5 job and if you like where you work you work at a tech company here in Austin that has an awesome company you get good benefits you get paid well you know like weekends are awesome and stuff like that by any means do that but for the person that's just there who's just like sitting in their cubicle daydreaming it's like if the idea is there and it's knocking on your door man I, I talk about this in one of my podcasts, which is just saying like, hey, you know what? There comes a point in your life where you can't deny that anymore and you just have to step back or just step forward and, and just say that one powerful yes to wherever it is where you want to go, you know? And so that's kind of like the idea of the podcast, just saying like, you know, I'm here for your day to day for the person that does go to work and does work the office job. I'm here to help you Just say, hey, like here's a better mindset that you can develop over time. Here's here's how you can create habits. Here's how you might be able to be more successful in the job that you work. And then also the person that's going there that says, I want to get out to saying, you know what? Here's this person that's going to come on and talk about the the risk that they took where they said, you know what? I'm going to quit my job. I don't know what's on the other side, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to pursue whatever it is I want more than anything until it becomes true, because when i was 120 or 310 pounds i said that to myself i don't know whatever whatever i'm gonna do but i'm gonna do it and uh, i'm never coming back
0: so powerful man uh you know there's a couple things there i'll unpack i wrote down passion you know i i don't necessarily know if this is my passion uh, it's doing a, a it, podcast. It, it's an it's,
1: extension of your passion.
0: It is. I, I will say that I... I Fucking cliche, bro. I know. And it's gross say it. and There's cringy. Cliches but are,
1: are there for a reason.
0: Exactly, bro. I love saying that too. But no, man, I, I honestly believe I'm here to make a difference. I don't know what kind of difference. Mm. But I know that it's weird. But I have a feeling that like I'm, I'm meant to... Impact people. I don't know how or where or why or for what reason, but I just I have that feeling, and I'm kind of trying to figure that out and develop mm. that as I live. Um, but what I will say is that in doing this, I've become more passionate about just life in general, man. And it did, it started off for me. I, I wanted to make shirts again. I, I I could give you a shirt too. Here we'll talk in a second. I'll throw you one. Awesome. Uh, but. If you like, I, that was it. I wanted to like create like merch and like my friends had like cool designs. And I was yeah. like, oh, I want to fucking, we can throw that on our shirt. And mm-hmm. I was like really into like highlighting people's things. And then I was like, well, I'll do a podcast where I'll just like feature people and their products. But then it didn't click. I'd moved out here. I didn't know anybody out here. I was, you know, obviously big into podcasts. I just wanted to talk. I love talking. Uh, I will never shut up. Uh, very like idea driven and like creative. Yeah. And I just try to like stay busy. I've fucking loved music growing up. Um, fitness has definitely become a passion of mine, but if anything, this has given me the ability to, um, understand life better and, and and the purpose of the podcast had had morphed into, that's why it's called common chaos to just, I understand the balance to life it's a lot of fucking chaos man it's a lot of bad shit it's a lot of you know i watched a video of a dude kill his neighbors because they were shoveling snow into his yard like mm. fucking gross shit right i understand that that's life and like that that those things happen in slavery and fucking countries and just being blown up and terrorism and like i know that the world's a fucking bad shitty place bro i also understand that there's order that's necessary and there's just it's a there's good and there's bad you take it both right and you For me, understanding that and understanding that I'm not, you know, man, I I had victim mentality, the whole world against me. I was a loser. I was fat. I was fucking hated life. Uh, You know, a very negative, anti-positive person, anti-progress, you know. And then I, I, there just something happened in my life where I was like, I don't like this. I need better for myself. I need better for my, my mental health, whatever it is. And along that journey, I realized that there's good and bad, and you have to take both. And it's not how – it's how you respond to it, really. And that's the only balancing tool that there is, right? Like there's chaos on this lever. There's order on this lever. You're the tool that's got to be able to, like, balance the two out. Hey, I have too much chaos going on in my life. What do I need to get rid of? Probably bad habits, probably, you know, bad people, toxic behaviors, whatever. Hey man there's uh, things that can be said about having too much order you know if if shit's going too good for you you don't think about getting into debt. You don't think about losing your job. You don't think about getting fat again. You don't, you know, if if everything's too cushioned for you, you're not prepared for the tragedy that might happen. You're not you're not prepared for the 2019 or 2020 that's on the horizon that you don't know about, but when it happens, you need to be prepared, but you were too in your cushioned bubble to be prepared for that and now you're fucked, right? There is there's there can be too much order and too much chaos and the balancing to that is the individual who's experiencing it. And as that started to develop for me and as i started to like conceptualize that i realized that there's a lot to be said for average people that are out there making a change making a difference and if a normal person like me who is struggling with life or who cuz podcasts helped me a lot you know listening to Rogan and fucking Mark Marin and all these you know older podcasts or i'm i'm you know i'm talking going back to like web videos on youtube and shit like listening to those they did they did, were distractions they were yeah. ways to get me into other you know, worlds and other realms and to distract me from shit, right? And yeah. I realized that I would get, like, excited and motivated after listening to them. And mm-hmm. music of music is, is my passion. And I don't really know if or what I'll do with music, but if there's anything that's really driven me, it's music because of how it, you know, attaches to emotions. And I'm really motivated by that. And I did a podcast with my friend Matt for a lot of years, and we've recently brought that back. And so I've always kind of been in the... Realm of content creation, and you know, I'm not shy being in a band. Like, I'm not, you know, I love talking again, and I love being like the center of attention and getting attention. So I don't, this kind of comes naturally, right? And so it just seemed like, hey, if I if I'm able to at least share my experiences, and then with my connections and who I know and the relationships I'm able to build because I am the way I am, and I can then share other people's stories. So I'm now it's gone from like highlighting people's talents to. Being able to showcase people. Like, if I can get someone on the show and they can talk about their life and their journey and it can resonate with people and change their lives, like podcasts have done for me and like music has done for me and like people I know have done for me, I've had great mentors come into my life and great people come into my life that have helped me change, then I can at least do that. I can at least try to help people. And uh, I'm a manager, right? And I'm a sales manager. And so my company is real big on leadership. Mm. Like, and being a leader isn't just being a manager, it's about setting examples and leading, leading by example and yeah. being inspirational and motivational and attention to results. And there's all these different competencies that I have to understand, right? And being mm-hmm. a leader, and that's really changed my life too. Being put into a leader role and, you know, yeah, I could look at it and just say, well, I'm a manager, right? But my attitude about it is no, I'm a leader. I have to show up every day in a good mood and in a good energy and in good spirits so my team's not in a bad attitude so when they show up i give them high fives everybody's ready to go if i if they show up and i'm down and i'm in a bad mood or if i'm shitty how are they going to react to that Mm -hmm. right i can't control how they're going to react to that but i can definitely control how i'm going to react and how i'm going to act and what i'm going to do throughout the day and it's going to be a good attitude it's going to be high energy it's going to be letting you know i'm going to show up And my expectation for my people is for them to show up. And if I can set a good example in doing that, then I feel accomplished in that way, right? And so I I take that leadership role very seriously. And I understand the importance of, I guess, the position we're in where... I don't necessarily think it's important because that also can sound cheesy. But yeah, man, when you get up on stage and you do talk to people or you do a podcast, you've at least... uh, You've been committed to a degree where now people are committed to you, right? You have listeners, you have followers, you have people that are expecting to hear this from Christian, and you now have a duty to those people, Mm -hmm. right? And if you're going to show up, show up. That's how I feel when I go into work and I have my people there. Like, I need to help them make money. I need to help them be successful. And I've got to overcome obstacles and hurdles and hesitations, not only in my life, but in their lives now, because I have to be able to help them navigate those waters, right? And I understand the importance of, like, mentorship and, and just... I understand the importance to I guess just learning life's lessons and they come in so many different variants that you know it's it's exciting almost like I get I get excited waking up and having to deal with life and having to go out and meet people and, and deal with challenges because it's I know that if for a long time I was always like, hey, I want to wake up feeling like I need to accomplish something and then I want to go to bed feeling like I accomplished something right? I want to go to bed feeling like I didn't waste the day. I didn't, you know, I I didn't cut any corners. I didn't fucking take the easy way out, whether it's working out, getting, you know, getting beat up in jujitsu, making sure I record a podcast, making sure that I edit, get homework done, whatever it is, I need to have that sense of accomplishment. And that I think has come with being able to, um, Just see real change and and, and understand what accomplishment is, however small it may be. Losing one pound, losing a hundred pounds, losing, you know, getting a better job. Like you said, your attitude, if you had to go back to your job that you were in, you would change your attitude about it, which is, again, what we started talking about. Attitude is so fucking important because you hated the job. I've been in a job that I've hated before, but was my attitude shitty? Fuck yeah, it was. I showed up hating it, so what's my output going to be? What's my ethic going to look like? It's going to suck, right? I don't I don't like that. I don't like that version of Brian. That version of mm. Brian was a shitty version of Brian and didn't get shit done mm. and thought real bad about himself and other people. Yep. I don't like that version. Mm-hmm. And as annoying as I am, fucking be positive and fucking show up. Like, hey, I understand that you can't be positive 100% of the time. But you can choose to have a reaction and a response that doesn't promote negativity or doesn't promote toxicity or doesn't promote this uh bleak outlook right you can always have a perspective that allows there to be a little bit of room of hope or whatever it is you know it doesn't always have to be doom and gloom Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people uh only see things in doom and gloom you know and i guess to wrap up a long talking segment but yeah that's what the podcast originally kind of came from and that's where I feel like if I can do anything, it's to just help people grow in whatever ways they need to grow. And I think that that's best learned from like real experiences, real tangible. You know, you are someone that If they go to your page and they go to your social media or listen to your podcast and sit there and and that's why people resonate with you. That's why you are able to grab people's attention through your your show or through performing live is because you're not bullshitting. You're not sitting back behind a microphone and speaking non-truths because you do understand what failure looks like. Mm -hmm. You do understand what hard work and ethic looks like and what or hard work ethic looks like and what being accountable self-accountability holding yourself accountable you have to hold people accountable for being lazy yeah i have to hold people accountable for fucking showing up late for work like sure. it's hard to hold other how can you hold other people accountable and be that positive light and that voice in other people's lives mm-hmm. if you can't do that yourself right and i think that's why people gravitate towards people like you mm. because they can sit there and go hey this guy's disciplined this guy understands what what it takes and it's it, apparently he's dealt with what i'm dealing with because he's he's saying he has and well he looks like he has i can I see the fat picture and now i see the skinny christian oh well, shit i guess i maybe i should fucking listen to him mm. you know yeah i don't know where i was necessarily no, no, going man, with was, that yeah. but uh yeah. you know it's it's uh and that's what you do man and and to sum that up i think that you're uh you're valuable in that and it shows right Appreciate it, man. and that, that comes from uh comes from the work uh so what's next for you? what do you think is is on the horizon? what's 2022 look like for you?
1: Uh, really quick, I want to comment on your on oh, you yeah. oh yeah Go, all right go, go. So one thing is uh, I think it's I think it's cool for people to hear you kind of go into the dialogue right that you just went into about yourself because okay. I think I don't know how you know if they all know that about you and and just because you just kind of sort of collected everything that you are in into that okay. sentence, right? Which is awesome because people are going to hear that and be like, man, this dude has done a lot, right? And you talk about it like I'm creative, right? You are creative. And you're also somebody who's actionable, who just says, I'm going to do what I love. I'm going to step into that. You're doing everything that you set out to do, right? And I think people like that alone right there is already like, I mean, you're setting out what you what you set out to do. Or you're doing what you set out to do, which is to like inspire people and I think anybody who's listening to this right now can look at you and see how you've done things your attitude how it's impacted your life where you're a guy that literally has so much experience under their belt doing not only just things in the creative realm but also in the business realm and sometimes it doesn't go hand in hand creative people oftentimes don't belong in the business realm but you've been able to do both so that is a good testament to your life man thank you and that is that is awesome to hear so yeah and
0: and to the attitude portion real quick because i will say that there's i've had people say that or, or get on me about my attitude and like trying to be positive all the time and and you know but there's I just I I see the positivity like you said you saw the fork in the road You could go down the path of anxiety and and depression or you could go down the the path of productivity and and being on top of it I see what negative looks like and I see what positive looks like and negative is just gross man I don't there's there's gross things that come with that I understand that there are going to be negative feelings attitudes vibes and sometimes that's okay again. That's the chaos but as an individual you definitely have the power I believe to turn that knob to the order to the positive side because it's a mind shift a mindset set shift as you called it earlier Mm -hmm. and uh and i appreciate those words man and i you know if anything this i understand that i want to have a sense of fulfillment and accomplishment and i know that at the very least if 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 it doesn't end up being the podcast or whatever that I'm working towards figuring it out, mm-hmm. right? And even with you, I know you say fitness is the long-term. You, you, it You, is lifelong for you, right? Yeah. Let's say in five years it's not. Let's say in six years you are on a different path and a different journey. Yeah, That's not to say that the fitness didn't play its role that it needed to play for you, yeah. right? That's yeah. not to say that, you know, even though your ideas of what your journey are, what they are now, that can morph, that could change. You know, at the very least, At the very least, you're following something now that's making you happy. It's fulfilling, Mm -hmm. it's serving its purpose, and you are becoming a better person because of that. Yeah, it could change tomorrow, but the fact is, you're on the I guess the right path now, right? I don't necessarily think life is a starting and a finish. Like I don't think it's a stepping
1: stones race. Right? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think it's a it's a map. You can take this path, you can take that path, you can come back and repeat and go this way now, Mm -hmm. or and fucking do it again a different way. Yeah, it's just uh there's no set in stone way to go about it, but there is something to be said for people that aren't even making the motions, whatever that is. They're not trying, they're not thinking they're not being retros or introspective. They're not challenging themselves. They're not being challenged, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, sometimes for people it's hitting rock bottom to realize that yeah. sometimes for people, it's seeing an example. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for, sometimes people don't figure it out, which sucks too. Yeah. You know that, that does suck.
1: It does. Yeah um but to answer your question kind of on like what's uh next yeah. on the radar um i think it's probably just like i don't know cuz i mean like i don't necessarily have like new year's goals and mm-hmm. stuff but it's just it's just the same thing it's okay. just expanding on the same things that's how i that's how i look at it right now you know like the podcast is something that i i think is uh has been really awesome just having been doing it for a year and just with even in the first couple months of dropping it and just having the you know that Hey, let's plug it too. So the
0: max effort podcast yeah, Max effort podcast and Where can they find it? Uh,
1: you can find it pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm pretty sure
0: yeah. Cool. so Apple podcast yeah. Spotify mm-hmm. stitcher iHeartRadio. Yeah uh, Social medias for it. What are they?
1: Uh, I actually don't have I never created like an Instagram is it just a life coach Yeah, just life coaches x life coach x is is uh, my Instagram I mean, I think I have like a link that you can find it on there But yeah max effort podcast you can Look it up there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, you know, just sometimes when, you, when you're when you like, I know this is what I want to do, right? You have that passion that you want to do it. And when you do it, it's like, okay, like, you know, I talk about it uh, even in the podcast, just saying, like, I was nervous to put it out, obviously, like anything, right? Once I put it out I just set like real expectations for myself like even if it's just one listener even if it's just one like don't get discouraged by numbers or whatever metrics same thing with like stepping on the scale like, what's the can't, goals you can't yeah, yeah exactly what's my are intention you doing with it for it?
0: the number or are you doing it exactly for the purpose if the
1: person listens to it and says you know what I feel better today mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. listening to that I did my job 100 percent success rate so um thankfully you know it has been more than one listener and uh it, it's been really cool just to have like people I've never met personally reach out and and tell me in some ways that it's impacted them in a in a positive angle and, and just like encourage them and stuff. So to have that, you know, like what you set out to do just be fulfilled in that has been awesome. So it's just kind of that thing that reassures you that okay, maybe maybe you're supposed to be here. Maybe this is this is a part of you. So keep doing it, you know. So Max' that's,
0: efforts a great way of putting uh, of saying like how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a uh, oh, I like that. Yeah. I mean cuz when i think of max effort like you set out to do something if you don't set out to at least it's not to say that you're going all in but when you put in when you wake up and you go and you start your day you're starting your day with the best intentions i'm yep. gonna give it mile 100 mm-hmm. they're gonna get 100 percent christian today. Yeah. i'm gonna get up do my routine some days we don't all show up like that but it's important to remember more max days effort. yeah more days
1: than not if max you show effort, up like that maybe. yeah show
0: up exactly ready to work A hundred percent of your ethic is going to go into that. You're going to give it a hundred percent. You might not fucking succeed. You might not get it today, but regardless, you're going to put a hundred percent of your effort into it. Knowing that a hundred percent of Christian is the best version of Christian, you know, you're going to get the best Christian that shows up today. Yeah,
1: exactly. And kind of to tie into something that you had mentioned earlier, that is a really good point is, you know, it's like. One thing that I talk to people about if they're like looking to make changes, whether it's in fitness or just like life, you know, like developing a better mindset, mm-hmm. eating better, you know, and just um, or, or just like having a better attitude when you go to work. I think the – like there's a, a quote, success leaves clues, which is like really cool, right, because you can kind of build off that. But there's another thing too is when you look back at the evidence of your life, like when I think to myself – yeah, I was very negative, hypercritical, very negative. Uh, had a very fatalistic outlook on things um, when I was working in like the office and stuff like that. Always believed that, ugh, like, well, I've just got a target on my back for everything to go poorly for me. Of course, this would happen. Kind the victim of mentali- mentality, the, the yeah. victim mentality, right? When I feel myself, if I feel myself or whatever, if you're listening to this and you're trying to change that and you feel yourself trending back into that direction you can look back at the evidence and you sit and you say to yourself like let me look at that what happened with that nothing came from it right you've already done that you know nothing happens from that so if, if I know that me having a terrible work ethic even though I was writing comic books yeah whatever but I still shouldn't have done that right because that I paid the price for it so now I know anytime I show up to work with that kind of attitude or to that direction I know nothing comes from that I know nothing comes from that behavior I know I in fact it something it arguably goes a worse direction so that right there is sometimes like a good eye opener whenever you feel yourself sort of like moving and you know back falling back into mm-hmm. something like that you can look back and say you know what i've been there before i don't ever need to do it again so that's uh kind of like what you said you're like
0: hey man that's a beautiful way to we can close out on that we're at an hour and 40 minutes so right on. Man. i think that that's uh that's a beautiful way to say it man and and you know if if there's anything that i that i hope people take away from this it's that uh you know it it, it is about effort right it is mm-hmm. about what you put into it but also the there's i mean resilience should have been an, honestly a topic man because i think that that's something that goes that, that it needs to be put out there too is you have to you do have to toughen up in a way uh not to say that that People that are in pitfalls or bad habits aren't tough or anything, but they're, you know, they're, how do you get stronger? You got to go and you tear your muscles down and you're sore and you're weak and you're, you know, you're, you're in pain and it hurts, but you go the next day and you recover properly and you do shit the right way. You give it your max effort. Mm -hmm. You, you pay attention. You don't half ass it. You give it your all and eventually you get stronger. Eventually you get bigger. Eventually you can lift more and push more and do all that better because you're putting yourself through that process. Right. And you know, if you never did sports or if you never grew up doing like a martial art or, or, or competing, I guess in a way Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't really get a taste of that. Um, and that's not to say that everybody needs that, but there is something to be said for adversity and for trying something and failing and having that failure come at the expense of you not trying hard enough Mm -hmm. and you not working hard enough and you not doing things the right way or properly. Uh, You know, discipline could be a thing too, right? Like you lack discipline, you lack the accountability, you lack whatever it is. You know, if you feel that that's a part of you, if you feel that that's something that you suffer from, the only way that you're going to get stronger in that, in those areas, is acknowledging it. Like ignoring it doesn't work. And like you said, it's real easy for the bad habits to creep. And for you to fall back into those pitfalls, and then you hit the anxiety or the depression, or you sleep for three days straight, right? And you find that comfortable little security nest that you've created for yourself, and you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable. You don't allow yourself to, uh, you know, break away from the norm. Tell yourself, admit the truth. Probably you probably are fat, out of shape, and a lousy in a lousy relationship because of your own attitude, right? You're afraid to face those things. Um, but you have to get stronger, man. It's it's like doing your reps. You have to ask yourself those tough questions. You in your example are very introspective and you're very, hey, I'm not happy. I'm not feeling at my best. What is, why am I the victim of all these things? Mm-hmm. You had to ask yourself all these tough questions yeah. and probably have a lot of bitter truths. You were probably like, yeah, it's because of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's my attitude. Yeah, I didn't work hard enough. Yeah, I didn't do this. I do. I did. For sure. You know, and that's, that's, again, there's a certain version of yourself that you don't want to go back to because it's that taste you don't like. Fuck, that's gross. I don't want to go back to that time mm-hmm. in my life or that period of my life where I felt that way for people to really change though you kind of have to face those things head on which is hard you know yeah uh so for people that are maybe reluctant to to be introspective or afraid to to be honest with themselves do you have something that you can recommend or do you have a way mm. people can deal with that mm.
1: that's a good question because i feel like there's so many different like avenues and i, I can't
0: go you know and I, it's just coming to my head right now but if we're sitting here and we're giving examples, I I, I mean, if I could relate it to something, um, or like, I guess try to explain it. I would say, you know, uh, once you do it, once you face it, or once you kind of uh, like are honest with yourself and where you're at with your life, I think that there's this moment of relief. Like Mm -hmm. I said it, I fucking said it you know how sometimes I'm like you yell at someone oh, I just fucking had to do it yeah. like, uh, You feel better you take that exhale you're like all right uh, Regardless of like the consequences that might come afterwards. Yeah. You still just did it. Mm-hmm. You know you 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 faced it You got it over with you. It's, it's like pulling the band-aid off. Yeah fucking it's done. You're good It's not there anymore pain's not there. It's gone You can relax for a second, you know um that's how i would equate it like once you have that i've cried like i've cried a lot in my life you know and Mm. like till i'm a shitty person and like been real hard on myself um you've never done drugs you're straight edge right so (laughs) okay yeah um yeah you almost kind of have to face the trip you almost have to experience it Get you know it's like riding a roller coaster you're afraid of heights i remember my first time riding a roller coaster and after getting off or flying in a plane even because i was afraid of heights i didn't fly for the first time until i was 27
1: right same actually okay I'm so recently yeah or like 20 yeah 26 actually was yeah. it
0: like a fear of heights that did it uh
1: everything yeah pretty oh, much me. yeah You're not yeah. natural though. just uh, <laughs> i mean if you would have told me just the airport alone i'd probably be like no god yeah it's like dude. airports are just like constructed anxiety uh,
0: i know and so but after i flew i was dude i love flying now. i love flying mm. i love, it's like my preferred way to travel right and obviously yeah. but <laughs> like I just fucking love it. But I had to get on the plane. I had Mm. to endure the fucking three hours of gripping the fucking seat and sweating and shaking and hating it and fucking thinking I'm going to die. Like, what if the plane goes down? These horrible thoughts. Negative. Nothing enthusiastic or positive about it i'm gonna die this sucks i hate it but once i was done i was like hey i'm in fucking washington i'm having a great time yeah oh man this is fucking cool i'm here i made it
1: it's not as bad as you thought right yes yes exactly that's good yeah
0: so if i had to say something i'd say you just gotta face it really you just gotta swallow the pill taste it hopefully at the end of it you get what you were looking for and you start that new direction yeah i would say
1: um I would say, yeah, the same thing. I would say, you know what? Like a lot of the times we make this stuff bigger than it has to be, right? Mm. We, we we see them as mountains that we need to climb or that we're never going to conquer. Hill. So, yeah. <laughs> and I think that once you do it, you're going to realize that that's not the case. Also, too, um, I talk a lot about self belief and how important it is. And it sounds very cliche, right? Just believe in yourself. But there's there something. For a reason. It, it is yep. It is there for a reason. Because it is the most powerful thing that I think you can do. Because anybody who shows up to the gym that comes in and says, hey, you know what? Like, I want to be this person. I want to be the person that shows up every single day. I want to get this strong. I want to, you know, have these big biceps, whatever it is that you, that's driving. But then they come in here with the goal and the intention to do that. But yet the way they talk about themselves is saying, like, Yeah, I wanna. I want to be someone who is in great shape. But you know what? I'm I'm a I'm terrible. I have I'm a I have terrible habits. I have I'm a a, I suck at this. I suck at that. Right. So there's these competing tensions Mm. of of identity. Right. Can almost competing outcomes of identity. There's a tension between the two. Right. So you have this intention, this desire. Right. The desired outcome, which is to be healthy but your belief system about yourself is that you're you're incapable of that Mm -hmm. so if you look at that together find out where find out where you want to go and if you have any like opposing beliefs about that i think that that needs to change number one it's just to say you know what like even though despite despite the evidence of how i've lived my life over these last couple years or months or whatever that i know that it i am capable of changing that right you start small, and another thing too is just to be excited about the process because we know it's challenging, right? Yeah. I think challenging; it's difficult. You like, of course, it's hard. Losing one hundred and twenty pounds was probably one of the hardest things I've ever uh, had to yeah. do in my life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Getting
0: going to the gym every day was one of the hardest things I had to do in my life, right? There might be something to be said for that because of how high you and me are on like positivity and like ethic and just j- yeah. You, like, you got to go out there. There might be something for the weight loss journey because it is man I was like 250. I lost 80 90. Oh pounds. 100% yeah, yeah, like and that's yeah, dude, it's weird. You're gross. You you know, you feel gross about yourself mm-hmm. You feel like shit like you hurt you know it's a tough process but yeah. once you're on that other side
1: you realize yeah and so that's the thing is that like we know it's hard you know it's hard right it's not going to be easy and once you just click on that there's no there's no there's no reason to focus on the difficulty when the difficulty is obvious so to be excited about the process you God. attach excitement there Right, you attach excitement to the things that you do. If I'm excited to 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 be the, a better version of my life, is my if my desired outcome is to live a healthier lifestyle, then every decision I make that's in line with that is just going to be it's an investment, right? So like, I always say that because people come in again. I I feel like I have the best like kind of info because again, I'm sitting there every single day with somebody new all day long, where they're coming in and saying. Oh, God, I'm, you know, I just like it, it's, a, it's, they're coming into a church to commit the sins that they've, that, that led them to this point, right? Where they're, they feel they're at their rock bottom and they're saying, you know, like they're, they're telling me as if I'm going to, agree with their disgust of themselves when How in reality dare you
0: walk in here, yeah. you fuck. <laughs> and
1: instead I'm just like, you know, I have like some people at the gym that has come up and say, hey, like, oh man, I misbehaved on Saturday, I had a burger or something like that. And I'm like, misbehave? Like, no, you didn't. Like that it was delicious. Was man. it good? Which yeah. Is,
0: yeah I let's just get in here and, and do some work. And, yeah,
1: exactly. And they're just like, Yeah, it was. I'm like, Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, awesome. I'm glad you had a great weekend. Because here's the thing. You're here today. You showed up. The day you need to worry is that is the Period of time in which you don't come back, right? That's when you need to worry. Otherwise, you nothing happened. Oh, I need to get back on track. You didn't get off track, right? That's it. Like, yeah, you have to. Yeah.
0: What was the goal? Was the I mean, like, because that's another thing too. Like, oh, I ate a burger this weekend. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. if your goal was to weigh a certain amount by today, then you fucked up. But hey, you still showed up. To I the mean, gym, like, you could, so you ate a burger. Yeah,
1: it's like you could have been in a calorie deficit yesterday yeah. and drank a bunch of water and woke up and had water weight
0: and inflate fine. the
1: number on the scale. So. Yeah. And that's, that's like, I mean, it's, it's big, you know, like there's a lot of like, you know, there's many directions, but that, that's probably where I would say like, you know, where I think people should start. And it's just like, yeah.
0: What did you say? You said believe. I mean, what resonated with me is whether Uh, you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right, which is true, man. It's the self-belief. If, I mean, if you believe you can do something, you're going to at least start that process, hopefully, if the exactly. conviction's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the power of identity. I think I wrote that down when you were talking a second ago, but that is, man, I think people attach themselves to their bad habits or their bad behaviors, yes. or they have a misconception of what uh, results might bring about or what, you know, a lot of people might think that, oh, the weight loss journey, it is. Yeah, you're focusing on the hard work, but yeah, duh, dude. Yeah, of course it's going to be hard work. Like, why? Yeah, that's that's the price of admission Mm -hmm. is the hard work.
1: We already know that. That's what
0: you're paying to get in. Like, sorry, but that's just if you don't, if that's what you're worried about, then this ain't for for you. This isn't the the, maybe go about it a different route. Maybe liposuction. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. You know, like, but if that's what you're concerned about, change Mm -hmm. that quick, because that's going to be every day. Every day is going to be a little harder. And, you know, and yes, some days might be easy, but that's just because you're going to be accustomed to it. But as soon as you start that new lift or that new routine, it's going to be hard. And you better just embrace it. You better be ready to endure it, you know? Exactly. Hey, man, this is fucking great. An hour and 50 minutes. There we go. Um, right. What's your... Yeah, your social so people can follow you. The uh, Max Effort... Po- start with that. The Max yeah, Effort, Max Effort podcast. podcast.
1: You can listen to it on Spotify, uh, Apple, and in pretty much, I think, everywhere else. Maybe not SoundCloud, but... Uh,
0: I've gotten it on Spotify. That's where... Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I think that so.
1: mainly majority is like Spotify and um, Apple, Apple Podcast. And then uh, my personal instagram where i pretty much just do everything is just x life coach x keeping and then, the hardcore
0: roots baby yeah i love it I yeah, love
1: exactly it. um the life coach thing just started as a joke from giving like i was just like talking on stage and somebody yelled out life coach i was like all right i'll take it um, yeah, yeah. but uh and then uh virtue you can check us out on spotify pretty much anywhere you listen to uh music and the instagram for that is 512 virtue
0: cool you have uh, any episodes coming up that you need to you need to promote? Um,
1: I have a lot in the tank right now. It's been sort of this weird downtime period where I've just been kind of like re restructuring. Not necessarily. I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't, I, I don't even re- know. Yeah. Re- revisioning. Yeah, you're like kind of like you're sort of like laying out new visions. You've had some time to think about how things are going. So
0: yeah. that's that's the. I mean, probably another topic for another time. But I think yeah. that's that's part of the fun in like the growth and you the, the change yeah. is like being able to go to the whiteboard like sometimes clearing off the whiteboard and starting a new idea is kind of fun exactly. you know or a new layout I'm just mentioning you, you like hey, I'm going to try something new today with you and like yeah. that is a part of the process but you kind of you have to earn that yeah and we can it
1: takes time yeah so I mean that's pretty much it uh, there should be coming um, soon and uh, yeah, but I really appreciate cool, you, man. Having-
0: Congratulations on your year too, man. I know you said you just hit year. Your, you're going to be hitting a year coming up here in a couple of days of the I podcast. It, Everybody, check it out. It is a phenomenal podcast. If you're into getting riled up, fired up, motivated, the Max Effort Podcast, Christian oh, last name bro. McGann. McGann. Yeah. All right, Christian McGann, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thanks for coming in again, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate it, man. Thank cool. you.